River kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 2. When last we left you, um, Gregory had destroyed your kingdom with his cunning rumour-mongering. It provided very mild inconvenience that you had very rapidly resolved. Yeah. And you were pretty much just bopping around having king to the turns with a wide variety of um, things to go out and explore. The threat of Hagrolka is still out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about that. He's definitely still down there formatting trouble. We don't really have a particular plan beyond figure out what he's doing. Stop it. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, we had literally just finished your last kingdom turn on you resolved the situation with the Grigory. Yes. Your, your kingdom event, essentially. Um, and that's it. Yes, so I've caught up on the timeline as to where we at. So um, last month in Cathona, yep. um, I had um, fought Howl of the North and um, Old Crack Jewel with Corwin. Yep. And um, the weird talky, th- and the weird creepy ass, um. The little crotter. The little crotter. Um, and, you know, that was fairly badass. So, um, this month was the first of my two kingdom turn months. So basically, um, next month is Frost, which is another kingdom month, and then Gosran is a kingdom turn, and then general adventuring. Yep. Barring, um, something coming up that requires changing that plan. So, I am scheduled to have two kingdom turns, and then do adventure exploring type things. And the kingdom finances are in sad condition because um, the I had emergency reserves that I was endeavouring to save up and I have instead been forced to um, dial them down somewhat because of the um, you know various um, unexpected expenses of the last two months. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let me also check out my other questions. How much of the year? Alright, so Erodius was the Founders' Day celebration, so that was the first month of the uh, second year, right? Yeah, uh, yep, yep. sounds about right. Yep. Okay, so I had, I've had Erodius. So Erodius Rover, Marshtown is three. Neth, Kukona, 
and cholesterol. I'm exactly halfway through the year. Yep. So these two months will take me... Yep, so I've got six more months to build the Temple of Abadar, so the um, financial situation is not... I'm not screwed yet. No problem. Yep. Okay. So we begin on another kingdom turn, then. Yes. And... We begin with the thing that I remember exactly how it works. Uh, I've got my calendar paperwork. Let me draw up my big pile of kingdom paperwork. Yeah, I've got the stuff in front of me now. Uh, that's worth bearing in mind. An attempt will be made to a treat with monstrous races rather than a kill-on-site policy. It's actually very relevant given the current setup. I remember whose obligation that was. Church that, of Saren Raid. Church of Saren Raid. So that was the redemption over punishment. Yeah. Yeah, they've actually had asked for several... Um, yeah, you, well, are, you are obliged to not just massacre monsters because they're monsters. Yeah, which um, it fits in well with Kaelin's policy as well, but it's worth bearing in mind. I mean, that said, you know, you can break any of your obligations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not planning on doing so, however. Um. Uh. Hmm? Just admiring um, Elkris, noble villa, exotic craftsman, Armsmith library, mansion, tavern, inn, barracks, and monument. Places to drink, places for the nobles to live. Yeah. It really isn't just nobles, but it's got a very, it's a very, it's a very, it's got a wealthy sector and an adventurous sector, the, um, and the rest of the stuff's still kind of catching up. Alright, 15 BP, 2 unrest. Yep. It's all going swimmingly. I picked up a couple of points of unrest for the bandit mess, even though I didn't pick up any for the resulting scene with Gregory. Ah, that's not actually true. Uh, that's just me endeavouring to obfuscate the fact that it's coming from Grigoru. Ah, uh, right. Because it keeps going, but it doesn't necessarily come directly right. from him. Things go wrong in your kingdom because he's stirring things up. But I can't just... If I tell you, you know, Gregory says this, then in an unrelated incident, you gain two unrest. You as a player are going to look at me and go, Okay. <laughs> um, the kingdom doesn't refresh... You'll let me know if I get any kingdom hero points, won't you? Yes. Because um, I, I believe it doesn't refresh them, so... You are, in, you are in fact due for one, which is Gregory walks on scene. Yeah, sweet. So. I gain a hero point. Yeah. Definitely a plus. Okay. Um, you... So then you're on your kingdom turn. Are you good? Yes. So, so a relationship... You were saying relationship point with Michaela? Yeah, but I can. we can do that um, later if you so desire. Okay. Keep track of the kingdom things first and the yep. other ones separately. Yep, sounds good. Um, so, determine kingdom stability. Make right. a stability check. Stability check. Okay, so... Stability 22, control DC 29, but I've got those extra two unrest points to worry about. That's the sort of number we like to see. And... Yep, even with the unrest, I make my stability check. Okay. And reduce unrest by one. Yep. Pay consumption. Yes. Uh, traditional six makes the coffers look very bare indeed. Uh, fill vacant magic item slots if you have any open. 
count for the life of me, remember, but where's the least? Ah, yes, I do have a magic item slot open. I sold the light steel shield because no one really wanted one. Okay, let's find this thing. Uh, oh, I suppose. Uh, the next one up is a scroll of vine traps. Ah. Actually, you know, we are going. Th- we are kind of planning to go see the Lonely Barrow soon. What the hell does Fine Traps actually do? Uh, gives you half your cleric level to your search check, right? Uh, for the period of several minutes, right? And gives you the ability to trap finders if you had a rogue level, which of course Michaela has anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so she she could actually still use it because even if she's maxed for search, it would boost her search higher yeah. by half her cleric level. On the other hand, at 5th level, even assuming she's completely straight cleric, that's still only plus 2. Yeah, and, um, you know, for a couple of minutes, it'd be different if it was a couple of hours. I I think Fine Traps sucks donkey balls, because as a 20th level cleric, you get a whopping plus 10 to your search, and unless you're good at searching anyway, you still don't find the traps. If you're good at searching anyway, you've probably got levels and things that let you find the traps automatically. Yeah, I think... So I, I hate that spell and would never take it, so... Yeah. Michaela has no real interest in buying it. Neither does Corwin, to be honest. Because, yeah. Because, like, if he finds the trap, he can't still can't do anything about it, yeah, and he's he... not going to find it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, he's a dwarf wearing plate. Yeah. His means of finding traps is his... to walk into them and then not get very hurt his, by his them. His search check at, at, you know, nothing versus his search check at plus two is not really going to be so terribly impressive. Yeah. It's worth 150 gold. Billy. To be honest, I don't bring corn along when I'm looking for things in any case. Oh, just because I haven't got no skill points. <laughs> it's not my fault I was a cleric. <laughs> Alright. What have you got to say about it, Mr. Fighter Man? <laughs> Your bloody fighter levels. Uh, kind of why I bring Tristan and Corwin when I want to kill large monsters and Tristan when I want to actually find them. That's those. right. What's a bar- How's a bard going to heal your wounds? <laughs> Once, that's how. <laughs> Alright, so um, anyway, Corwin's... Um, Corwin's just successfully um, kicked ass on the large monster fighting. Yeah. I know the uh, Gregory thing was kind of the everybody but Corwin show because it was kind of like M- Michaela solved the uh, Michaela did the politics, Tristram did this public speaking, and Bryn did the murder solving. But on the other hand, in the previous month, Corwin killed like three large monsters, which we actually brought home trophies for, and. To be honest, it was, I'm not saying it was single-handed, but Crackjaw almost was. He critted the thing to death on the first round. <laughs> so, fill vacant magic item slots, which yep. is done. Uh, modify unrest, royal enforcer, which you don't want to do. No. Change leadership. No, I'm still good. Claim an abandoned hexes. Uh, let me just check, it's been a while. Huh? Uh. Alright, so as ever, there's lots of places I want to go. And this is followed by build terrain, build, um... Yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah, I'm actually not a million miles away from the point where I will start doing that again, but right now, I think not. Um... So, no, not claim... No no additional hexes claimed, thank you. Okay. Uh, Build terrain improvements... Uh, build buildings. Train improvements and buildings. Right. Okay. This is where I need to make some decisions. Alright. Okay, so what's the plan? 
Um, Kaelin is going to construct a farm as yep. his terrain improvement. Yep. So he is going to build a farm in the hex that he already has. Yep. Do so you know what farms do? Yep. So Kaelin gains a farm up the top here, and his consumption reduces by two. Mm-hmm. So... Right, so that's seven right now, so it goes up to nine because of that. Yep. So... And his consumption drops to four. Um, so that's all. That's all good and dandy. Yep. Um, so then he goes to build um, improvements, yep. build buildings, yep. and he wants to build a brewery. Where does he wish to build it? In Elkrest. In Elkrest. Okay. Shop, your inn owner is very happy. Yeah, because the I'm, production line is moving closer. I'm um, actually going to site it next to the inn. Yep. Cheap delivery costs. And it is going to be a beer. It's going to be a beer beer place, not a wine place. Yep. Oh, uh, um, Brewery. Can I get a um, red pen out of that bag, please? Site me. Brewery. Certainly, in theory. If not, I'll be practically no. You'll have to get your own. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Brewery. Yeah. So, brewery. Yes. You built this building for um, making beer. Yep. And beer flows more freely through Elk's Rest. Yep. The citizens rejoice because under the terms of your agreement with Caden Ke- the Church of Caden Kalen, they can get as drunk as they like. They certainly can. Uh, this increases your loyalty by one and your stability by one. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm kind of amused that your kingdom is more stable because you've increased in your input, put in more alcohol. Yep. Well, I The loyalty makes sense, the stability needs a slight roundabout logic to get there. Yep. I think the people are happy and therefore they work harder is yeah, roughly what, they, what they're going for. They work hard and they play hard. Right, that seems very suitable to Kit. Kaelin, you know, certainly the king is, the king provides stability because of his contentment over the beer supply. Anyway, that boosts the loyalty to 22 and the stability 23. Ever closer to that magic, I can afford to increase the size of my kingdom number. Two. Yep, I only want two more points of loyalty and then I'm there. Okay. And uh, that's it for the buildings you can actually build, isn't it? Um, I could build a house if I wanted, right. but I would have yeah. said if I yep. was building a house. Uh, create army units, adjust your edicts. So, um, brewery is six, so I better put that in there. Uh, yep, I'm not creating army units this turn, although fair warning, I am actually thinking about it for next turn. I'm not adjusting my edicts at this time. The spare consumption is going to go to the army, is my plan. Uh, withdraw deposit from the treasury, sell no. magic items. Yes. 
As normal wants to scroll with five traps, I'm going to endeavor to, to economize it out the window. To economize it out the window. I make my economy check and sell scroll of fine traps. Well, Sooner or later I'm going to find, I have, I mean the bark skin potion was nice. Sooner or later I'm going to find another one I want. Well also, you know, the, the, um, My economy, minor, my economy is flowing. The minor items are minor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, collect taxes. Right, I'm all the way through already. Yep. Yep. Well, I acknowledge it took a long time for Caitlin to do that. But that's okay, right? Of course it is. Okay. Alright. Well, not quite the number I was hoping for, but certainly I'll sustain a number I can sustain. Alright, and yep, despite my point of unrest, I make my, um, I make my mark. So, 8 plus 27... 35 divided by 3 is 11. It's round down, isn't it? And it's round down. Get the thing round down. 11 build points plus 3 ongoing build points. Yep. Alright, and um, let me just add up the total there and then you can hit me with what it is going. Yep. Is that a, um, a um it's a net. It's a net month. I um, make exactly as much. I make exactly as much as I spend. <laughs> I spend my way from fifteen down to one bill point, and then make fourteen on the turnaround. So that would have been a little nasty. <laughs> uh, can I have your kingdom map? Uh, yes, you certainly can. There's a thing to have. Oh, okay. Tell me where the thing is happening. I have my um, places in the green belt map as well, if it needs no, to... No, no, it's, it's in one of your plain texts. Right. So. Yeah. It's been a very event-filled for a few months, really. <laughs> so, this is in... Hex F3, which is one of the farm hexes. Ah, yes. Um, can you make me a stability check? Okie dokie. Ah. Ooh. Right on the kisser. Fail, I assume? Uh, yeah, I just rolled a 1, so yes. Yeah, so you fail. Yeah. It's 26 fail automatically. Yep. Um, Okay, so you actually won't hear about this in any substantive amount of time. Um, can you increase your unrest by two? Oh. And then tell me what that brings your unrest total to. Three. Okay, that's fine. Okay. And I 
think my sheet is a little out of date. Who's your current marshal? Did you oust Keston Garrison? I did. He's um, going to be the new army general once I make an army. Yep. Who's who? Um, who's your current marshal? Chief Sootscales. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder no one's told him. <laughs> yeah, that that makes good sense. I need to update my um, council sheet. Yeah. Um, so, towards the end of this month. Um, Chief Sootscales will come to see you. Yeah. Um, and he comes riding up on his on his white on his big wild boar mount that he has, um, and sort of parks it outside your house. There's a thud, thud, thud on the door, and when you open up, he's kind of knocking with his big double-handed, you know, bottom yeah. great club kind of yeah. thing. Chief Sootscales, what can I do for you? What's happening? He doesn't seem to be, like, urgently alarmed, yeah. like there's anything chasing him or anything. Yeah. Um, Come on in. He he comes in. You know, I will offer him one of the brewing beers of the new brewery, which is going to be, like, the Honeydew Brewery or something cool and bee-oriented, uh, because it's going to do, like, mead and beer style of thing. Mm-hmm. And he will down it. He says, ah, good, good. Mm, yes, tasty. Good beer. Many benefits to living in kingdom. Not sure all your citizens feel the same way about Suscale Cobalt Tribe. What's happening? Someone, someone making trouble? No, 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 not at all. No one messes with Cobalt. He sort of smiles and yeah. looks quite, quite confident in himself. Remember, he's only yay high. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of, um, it's cute. cute. <laughs> it, it, it would probably be cuter if his club wasn't quite so large and yeah. kind of menacing. Um, well, as, as someone who was, um, Recently, nearly gutted by something three foot high. Carolyn's not necessarily big on the the big big is always better. But heard from pompous windbag that many people do not want cobalt as a part of Staghorn. But that that'd be Gregory. Yes, but um, he was a professional agitator here to make trouble. Ignore most of them, but I think some of your farmers have the same idea. Uh, should have told me about this sooner. Had to go and investigate myself to get to the truth of the matter. There's. And here he pauses and kind of looks like something attacking people out in the outlying farmlands to the east and describes the area in such a way that you, you know which hex he's talking about. Sort yeah. of thing. Um, and he tells you that um, over the last couple of months um, uh, four different people have, have been killed out there. Um and they, they appear to have shown up bleeding from a bunch of little cuts. Um, and people have sort of kept it to themselves because Chief Slutscale has finally tracked down somebody who will actually tell him a story about this. And the story sounds mad because they say the flowers attacked them. Right. Um, and so as not to sound completely insane, you know, other people that have observed this have not reported it. Right, yes, I see. Because you periodically, you, you know, you don't... You, you probably actually do here at the stage when Farmer Bob gets killed by a wolf, yeah. but you never lose any sleep over it. Because yeah. that's, you live in a D&D universe that it happens. Yeah. Um, here they're getting killed by something weird, and weird enough that the townsfolk haven't reported it because they don't think... They, they either don't think they'll be believed or they don't think they're right or something in that neighbourhood. Yeah. Um, nobody has seen this stuff. They've just been found in fields dead. Yeah. 
Well, that's... And the one guy that Chief Sootskill says says the fl- has seen something says the flowers killed them. Yeah. All right. So I will I will thank Chief Sootskill and say I'll um, go down and take a look into it personally. Yeah, he he's investigated this to the extent that he's gone down there and poked around. Um, he he hasn't found a flower monster that's accosted him in any way. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm going to, um, ghosty Tristram and Britain. Yep. Tristram, because I want him to tell me if he can think of any kind of flowers that, pet uh, field of flowers that kill people. Oh, fascinating. And, um, Britain, because I want to take you to ghosty to kill the flower killers. Let me, let me look in my books, is this Tristram? Yep. You know, even if he didn't adventure, just having him in the kingdom was kind of a real net gain. Uh, Rolls, his knowledge nature, this will quite certainly be. Uh, for a grand total of 27. Woohoo, go Tristram. Um, it, however, absent of more information, there's only so far he can get yeah, yeah. this. Um, I, I'm asking if he can think of any things it could be, because I don't desperately want to bring him, so this yes. is my best opportunity. He says, oh yes, yes, uh, several things. Um... Now, I specifically said flowers, not plants. There are things out in the world like assassin vines. Um, well, the side tree you already run into, intelligent plant creatures. But that'd generally be much more obvious. You'd, you'd notice the plants moving and attacking people. This town's more like something in the neighborhood of a swarm of something. I, I would almost think of tiny fey creatures like pixies or something in that neighborhood hiding amongst the flowers rather than the flowers themselves. Although it could be some sort of hitherto undiscovered plant monster. He looks very excited by this. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, looks, watches you roll the eyes and wait for the more practical and useful information as he starts speculating on how such a thing might yeah. breed and what its habits might be. He says, oh, um, in, in terms of what would be useful for you... Uh, you, you probably want to go out there and hit it with a sword, don't you? Um, Very much. It's killed four people. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I mean, so they say. I'm pretty confident they are dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let me just... Let me just check my monster manual. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you more about the traits of, you know, this this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, well, whatever it is, if it's small enough to hide in a field of flowers, it's almost certainly a bunch of small smaller creatures rather than one large entity. Um, I, I would say it's very likely that you'll be facing a swarm of some kind. Uh, which point he tells you about swarms. Um, that they are immune to single target spells. Um, take there's something about swarms and weapons. Um, Half damage from some kind of weapons. Yeah. Swarms are needlessly complex. Um, right. You can't critical hit or flank a swarm, obviously. Um, swarms do attack you, they deal damage just by sitting on you. Um, 
Uh, uh, half damage from slashing and piercing weapons. Um, unless the swarm is sufficiently made of sufficiently small creatures, at which point they are effectively immune to weapon damage. Right. Because you're talking about like trying to kill a mosquito with a greatsword. Yeah. So slight. So um, bludgeoning damage more effective then. Yeah. I have bludgeoning weapon, of course, because I am careful, master of clank. Mm-hmm. I also have alchemist's fire, which is, um, this is the kind of thing that I pack it along for. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, there's only a very limited degree he can tell you. Yeah, no, they, they, that's guess, exactly what I was... His guess is that it's quite certainly a natural, uh, either a natural, either a plant creature or a fey creature of some kind. Yeah. Creatures. Yeah. Alright, the, um... Well, I'll try talking to it if it appears to be something that could be a citizen, but if it's, you know, fairly mindless, I'm just going to hit yeah, it. if it's a swarm of things, it's probably not intelligent, as yep. Justin's best guess. Sweet. So, I will thank you very much for the information, because that's what I was looking for. Um, I don't know if you want to do the thing with Michaela now, or after I get back style of thing. Oh, it's, it's just you getting a relationship point with her. I don't think there's any scenes attached to it. Sweet. Let's do that before we um, lose track of it. I'll take it off because I'm ticking off um, when you get their things, so I know you've done them. Yeah. Um, Wait, the relationships in the other character sheet. Yes, I'm with. So, what am I getting a relationship point with Cor- the next relationship point with Corwin's the exciting one, because that's the, his mm-hmm. tenth level one. Uh, you are getting a point of relationship with Michaela for solving your brutal problem with words rather than violence. Indeed! Right? <laughs> I wonder if I would get, I've gotten a Corwin for a relationship point for solving it with violence. <laughs> Sweet! So, that means... You've, you've explicitly said you don't want to know about the ones that I you're don't. not getting. I don't. I'm really, uh, I'm really speculating of my own accord. Mm-hmm. I, I can, I can tell you. But... No, no, that's just fine. So, um, Tristram and Michaela have, um, I have twelve each with now. Yep. Bryn, I have ten, and Corwin, I have nine. Yep. Which is always, of course, the exciting, exciting place to be. Plus, you know, I do have um, my relationships with um, chances with Bryn and um, Tristram are fully flagged, whereas. Um, Michaela, I have one, and Corn, I have two, so the opportunities for a conversation. It's that, uh, damn, um, w- w- we just grunt in a manly fashion when we hang out together, and we, we don't really... Although that conversation about his wife was pretty cool. Alright, and yes, okay, so I will gather up Bryn to go hunt plants. I was basically, I'm basically picking her because she can, she's got vaguely knowledge nature, but more importantly she can trail, which is gonna significantly increase our chances of tracking the dreaded plants now. Yep. Um, does she have any kind of bludgeoning capacities? Fists. Right, yep, yeah, that's right, they're bludgeoning weapons. Excellent. Yep. Yes, her unarmed strikes are bludgeoning weapons and slashing weapons, because you've got to trade claw, yes. I love Corwin's deep dwarf. <laughs> Okay, so you go rocking out there, and yep. what's what's your intent? You pretty much just roam the landscape looking for suspicious flowers. Um, I will have gotten the names of cheap scouts from any, his, with, his of, of, of like the one guy that reported it. Yes. So 
I want to I want to go talk to the one guy that reported it. Yeah. And um, get a lead from him on where he saw the nasty flowers to give us a starting point. Yeah. And he is, of course, the classic like hayseed hey, yep. farmer. Well. Not sure if you'll believe me, Your Majesty, but I'll tell you what I saw and you can draw your own conclusions from there. Huh? Oh, just a simple farmer. Don't make fun of my accent. <laughs> okay, anyway, continue. Well, I saw old Jonathan there heading home from the tavern think he was a little bit drunk. He was weaving a back and forth and a weaving a back and forth. He was some ways off, but then I heard it, this this shrill and terrible sound, like like buzzing of bees, but like screaming as well. And he went, I just watched him cross the field and the wind blew up and the Flowers blew up around him, and then he screamed, and then he fell down. I, I got on my horse, and I, I ran over there to take a look at him. Well, he was dead. Lots of little cuts on him, bleeding from the ears, like. I ain't forgotten him. Keep an eye out. I don't go out to them fields no more. All right. Well... Thank you very much for telling me about it. I um, I believe you. There's a lot of weird. There's a lot of weird things out there. We'll go have a prowl around the fields and see if we can find them, whatever it was that did it. And I will clap like clap him on the back, style of thing. Yep. And go poke around the fields. Okay, you deploy your your tracker. Yes. With her new magic tracking goggles. Yeah, she's fantastic. She. It's fantastically useful having someone who's really good at tracking now that Callum can't, you know, because Talia could just track things yes. herself. So that is now a... Well, technically she couldn't. She had ridiculous survival and she had a good track. 25? Oh, yes, I think Talia may have taken track as well. Yeah, Talia took, tr- took track as a deliberate feat. Because her survival was so ridiculous and it was all she needed, yeah. actually tell you several useful things. So Bryn goes out and around these fields um, fairly quickly finds the farmer's trail. Yeah. Here, yeah, look. Uh, farmer was right. Weaves, wanders. Mm-hmm. This is why drink is a waste of time. <laughs> throws off balance, throws off game. Wasn't ready for whatever came. And moves along the ground looking at things. Stops. She looks again. She's here. Look, Prince turn. He turns. Staggers. Indian's foot back here, batting at something. But few tracks, just tiny little dots. And she she actively stops and thinks about what a conclusion here is. And she says, "Thing flew into him. Didn't walk." came on winds, but no feet. They, they, these are flower stems. 
And her conclusion is that the guy was wandering through when thousands of flowers landed on him, like flying flying flowers. Because what she's following for the tracks are the actual stem prints that have very right. lightly indented the ground like this. Wow. Thousands of flowers landed on him. Right. And apparently cut him into pieces. Okay. Does she have any idea where the flowers are now? Um, she does not. She has no method of following them. Yeah. Uh, moreover, however, she thinks this is a fine-sized swarm based on what she has seen, which will make it immune to weapon damage. Ooh, okay. Because imagine trying to beat a field of flowers to death with yep. your great well. Okay. Like fly or whatever it is you're using. Hmm. Okay. Which also means it is functionally immune to many of the things that she would throw at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about who I might have that could actually injure such a thing. But because it flies, she has no real method of tracking it. Yeah. She might be able to find it by virtue of riding around looking for suspicious fields of flowers. That yeah, but um, actually it, it suggests I might need somebody else. But who do I have that could deal damage that's non-weapon related? Um, well, that might be a problem. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Um, I mean, I've got my alchemist's fire, and I could, you know, buy a bunch more flasks of it, given the warning. Yeah, I don't think any of your guys routinely carry that sort of crap. Um, and clerics do not have good area effect spells. No. Um, what about inflicts? Inflicts wounds. Fails. Right. Single target spell. Right, gotcha. She, she could inflict wounds on a yep. single flower, which would be worthless. Yeah, Corwin's spells aren't very well suited to and, and a lot of Corwin's are also um, yep. instant bad touch to death style spells. Yeah. Um, Tristram's spells tend to be mostly non-combat oriented. On the other hand, the chances are it's at least moderately vulnerable to fire. Yeah. Where am I? Uh, yes, Thornwatch is nice and close. Yeah, so Corwin's got nothing of use, Michaela's got nothing of any particular use. Um, in both cases, it would be get alchemists fire or torches or something in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, it's it's probably vulnerable to fire if it's a plant. Yeah. And sorry, if it's actual like flowers of some description. Yeah, that's my theory as well. All right, so um, Brenner and I are in um, F three. Yeah. Um, Thorn Watch is just the next hex up, which yep. has a general store. So um. Yeah, this thing is this thing has killed a couple of people over the last couple of months. So you've certainly got several days to solve yeah, the problem. Yeah, I, I don't desperately want to change Bryn out for somebody else because we'd have to go all the way back to Alcris and. I don't see that anyone else is going to be super more helpful. Uh, Michaela could cast a bunch more spells if she got the right scrolls and wands and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. No, I think on the whole... Like fireballs and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, very true. That's right, because she can cast arcane spells. Mm-hmm. So she says. <laughs> Somehow. Mm-hmm. No, I think um, Bryn and, and I can handle this with some flasks of alchemist's fire. Yep. Um, some money. I think Kaylin's actually got some money now. No, they actually don't need money. 
Um, Do you have anywhere um, what your kingdom thing is? How many X gold worth of stuff you can have for free kind of thing? Um, living expenses with get 50 GP was 50 gold. Um, right. So there, there's your answer then. Yep. So you you can buy things that are worth up to 50 gold for free, functionally. Oh, really? Is Alchemist Fire only 50 GP? I thought it was... I imagine it's substantially less. I thought it was more. Acid's 20, Alchemist Fire's like 25. Oh, right. It's it's enough that it gets expensive when you start throwing a couple of dozen vials around. Yeah, I did write it down. Um, You definitely said um, 50 was what I had covered with my current kingdom size. Was fire twenty GP sweet. Yes, yeah, so again, it's one of those things that theoretically you could buy an infinite amount of alchemist fire. Yeah. Practically speaking, you know, your kingdom does not have such available. Yeah. Nor, nor, and at some point, you start actively. Uh, yeah. So let me ask: How many files we will buy all that they have in the general yeah. store? Pre- how many? How many files would they have in the general pre- store? Presumably, you're looking to get this done quickly rather yeah. than. Um, Call out, send out for more, or wait for them to make more. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, that, that's the conception. Yeah, so you can buy seven vials of alchemist's fire. Sweet. For this. So, and that's effectively for nothing, style of thing. Pretty much. Cool. It, it, essentially, the kingdom pays for it. Yeah. You know, so, call when actually spreadsheets it as, you know, a monster is eating our people, but can yeah. rent it more alchemist's fire to go burn yeah. the monster. So the conception here is. Um, what we'll do is if we have leftover vials, we'll bring them back style of thing. We, yep. won't, we won't, you know, enrich ourselves by personally adding them to our inventory. We'll use all that we have. So um, I've got one already, so I take three, Bryn takes four, four so apiece. Four apiece, yeah. Yeah. If it can't be killed by eight files of Alchemist's Fire, we should You're probably run away. We should probably should. At that point, it must have an agrarious fucking number of hit points. So yes, we go... It's only like 8d6. Yeah. Know. Oh, and... um. Does either of us are does Brim have a torch of any kind? Uh, yeah, maybe. Because um, Caleb doesn't carry light sources because he can see in the dark. Yeah, she does, but it's never burning torch. Right. Um, you you can, however, trivially yeah. procure torches and yeah. and steel. And so we we will also obtain and likewise return afterwards style of thing bonus torches yep. on the basis that um yeah there. R- they're so obscenely pissed cheap. It's yeah. funny. They're yeah. like silver pieces. Uh, I mean, they won't be as effective, but it beats, you know, if it's on two, if we think it's on two hit points left, it avoids yes, the, I'm, and then I'm, run. I'm, I'm genuinely happy to say that, that you have an, an almost infinite supply of torches supplied by your kingdom. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to go out. Yep. Yeah, so we basically leave some money as a deposit, yeah. and then we'll... You know, pay for the tor- the kingdom will cover us for the torches we don't return, for the flasks and torches we don't return, style of thing. Pretty much. And yes, at that point we're going to. It's not like you literally need to turn your receipts over the court. What's he going to do? Not take your word for it? Yeah. So um, we're going to go up, acquire a big pile of fire. And that's going to be very quick because um, Gregory would be making hay with like, oh yes, you had to buy all the stuff to kill the flower monster. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah but that's why we got rid of Gregory. Yep. Um, so, um, oh, this is the hex the spiders were in. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Is it? Uh, yes. 
Oh, that the death trap spider that was there originally. Yeah. Yes. Um, so um, this is a very quick trip because there's a road that do- the yeah. road doesn't come down into this hex, but it does start right at the edge of the next hex. So we can literally ride up to Thorn Watch by a big pile of fiery things, ride back down. No problem. Uh, uh, you're fifth level now, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, it must be like that prudence thing to say. On yes, yes, I am. Five. Yeah, that's um. That's it. I um, I have another relationship chance with everybody, because um, I think um, I've got four uncovered and it should be five, shouldn't it? Yes, it should yep. be five. It should be equal to. Yeah, it's a nice straightforward way to remember. Yes, I think I just didn't rub it off. Can I has the players hand? Well, certainly can. I am pretty sure that Brenna's level is just. I'm pretty sure the only thing I haven't done is noted that she's gone. Yeah. Mark four, mark five. Yeah, well the nice thing about the straight class ones is it's not too difficult to track how they're doing. Uh, so the base attack should still be three saves, yeah. Yep, that's all good. Yep. Yeah, so I've got another relationship chance with everybody, which is fun. Yes, because the last thing she picked up was um, purity of body, which is immune to disease. Oh, cool. I like that. So fifth level bug power. Yep. Definitely a plus. I mean, um, you know, Kaylin's come down with something, Corwin's come down with something, you know, you do run into things that disease yeah. you out here. I don't think she's got... She, she, Bryn and I both nearly contracted lycanthropy when we fought yeah, that she, werewolf. Yeah, she hasn't got the good one. She's immune to, to diseases that aren't supernatural or magical. So it's the, the, the really nasty ones bypasses. Yeah, but so it wouldn't have helped the lycanthropy, but would have protected her from the things Corwin and I caught. Mm-hmm. Which is a plus. Anyway, the thing is, you know, with those monk levels, a bunch of their abilities aren't very cool, but a bunch are, mm-hmm. and you also get, you know, more unarmed damage and all the various monkey bonuses, so saves must be getting quite good. Okay. So, your is your plan basically to just canvas the area looking for suspicious groups of plants? Pretty much, okay. yeah. I mean, uh, the... um. If the trailing thing worked, we'd do that, but given it yeah. doesn't, we'll just kind of try and deploy Brenner's having the knowledge. In, in that case, can you roll me... You, well, you can actually assist the survival check in this case. Oh, cool. Because you're just looking out for things that shouldn't be there. Yeah. And I make my assist check. Useful. She will need the help. I roll the 19, but, you know... Which would have actually produced a better result than hers, but yeah, such yeah, yeah. is life. But you can't. Um, so you are writing around with her um, and you actually look out and see some basically sort of denuded patches of fields where the ground is starting to brown a little bit um, you don't actually think that the whatever this thing is is there but you think it might have been there yeah and when you go closer and poke it and have an investigate which I presume you're doing yeah um, you find um, now, I can't remember the name of what this flower is. You know, those little puffy things that when you go, they blow everywhere. Dandelions. Dandelions? Yes. They are dandelions. Yes. I wasn't entirely sure. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, there are little, like, white wisps of dandelions lying around in a fairly large area. Um, how big is this thing? Yeah, like, sort of a large, like, ten-footish area. Yeah. Um, where the grass looks a bit denuded and a bit browner than usual yeah. and that sort of thing. And when you go in and have a poke at it, you will actually find that some of the braids of grass have been cut slightly. There's these little scatterings of dandelion pieces around. When you poke them, like, 
They're actually sharp. Yeah. Like tiny, 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 tiny knives. Yeah. That's fairly startling. It's been here. Okay. Um, Bryn looks a little bit. Was here. Winds blow through here. If we wait long enough, may come back or can keep looking. Let's give it. Let's give it a couple of. Let's give it a day and see what happens. Yeah. Can you roll me a d20? Lux powers activate! 17! Yeah. So. So we're probably going to be endeavouring to be, you know, not really sitting out in the field where it lives waiting for it, but hiding in a nearby area. Yep. Because, um, watching for it, because it's also. It might, it's maybe more likely to come back if it, there don't appear to be people waiting to ambush it. In that case. It depends how intelligent it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that case, high check time. Okay. Bryn makes a high check? Yes, she does. Um, I add a minus four to it. Because yeah, you're in your armour? Yeah, quite certainly. It, it, it's actually, well, that, that's up to you, given that um, it will largely, if it's a swarm, it will largely ignore your armour anyway. Yeah, but, you know, maybe it's got maybe it's got yeah. small animals it controls that also attack yes, people. very true. And anyway, um, you know, Kaelin would just be in his place. It makes him feel better, even if it doesn't protect him against the killer dandelions. Yeah. Killer dandelions is an awesome phrase. And can you both make me a listen check? Kaelin achieves a mighty six. Uh, Come on, Bryn. She's rolled a one. Oh, yeah. Decided. Yeah, that would be a grand 13. Yep. I hope it's not going to come back and we're going to miss it. Um, I don't mind if it surprises us, but it would be embarrassing if it wandered past while we weren't looking. So, you were basically hanging out here, sort of keeping your watches. Um, yeah. Nothing seems to happen in the night. Um, yeah. Around dawn... Um, the wind is sort of coming up slightly, um, and you can just hear, and Brinzi is sort of perk up as well, um, as she, she's sort of just getting herself together and then comes out of the tent, runs out of the tent looking more alert, and she says, something on the wind, and you can hear this very faint. A multitude of little screaming voices being carried a long way off in the wind, style yep. of thing. Um, and when you look around to see this, you will see floating past this field, now some distance away from you, um, there appears to be like a big flying cloud of dandelions going along on the wind. Yep. Um, they are not coming towards you, they're in fact actively going away from you. From you at this point. Yep. And want to, I want to run them down. Yep. Um, so you get on horseback and, and, yep, and get charge on, it down. Charge them down. Yep, we, at which point your high check becomes largely irrelevant. Yeah, <laughs> but at least we found the damn things. Um, so we won't worry about the tents. We'll just, you know, come, we'll, yep, we'll yep. grab our personal backpacks and come back for the tents later. 
Yes, you've been doing the morning watch, so I assume you'll get up and think, yeah. Bryn yes. is literally good to go within move action, yeah. I grab my backpack. Yeah. Kind of thind uh, Kaelin mounts extremely quickly because he's good at horses, and of course my horse is the only horse because Bryn just runs faster than the horse. <laughs> Um, so you start charging after this thing um, and it's actually moving at the speed of wind it is getting slowly further away from you yep. are you endeavouring to actually attract its attention in any fashion uh, yeah. Rawr, bang 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 on the armor yeah. style of thing Caelan will actually shout a battle cry at orc and, um, and yell at it a bit Yep. the flowers turn round and start flying back against the wind coming and towards you that was the goal Alright. Um, and then we will go to Initiative versus Flowers. Yep, Killer Dandelions. That's their name now. Whatever they're really called. <laughs> okay, Killer rolls a opposed Killer Dandelions initiative and rolls a 20. You know, that number would have been useful when I was making the freaking stability check. Yeah, it, it might also have been useful making the listen check so you heard the thing coming in yeah. some fashion. <laughs> Hey, I'm just happy we found it. As opposed to you heard it when it had already flown past you and was on the way out. Yeah. I'm just happy we found it at all. Uh, We will have... Would you be so kind as to run the initiative tracker? I certainly oh. can. I would appreciate a whiteboard marker type dealie of some type. So white, to whiteboard the existing things? Yep. I'll probably just use the other slide. That seems helpful. We won't use what your slide's got the numbers on it, but that's the cool the one. Yep. Okay, so... So yep. we'll have Bryn failing on... Whatever it was, 20? Yep. Um, Kaelin kicked initiative ass. Bryn on 16. Yep. And Dandelions. Yep. On 26. That's it at all, doesn't it? I know Kaelin has no decks, but um, he rolled a freaking 20 and they still kick his ass. Yeah, this thing is fast. Yeah, yeah, I figured it would be. Really really fast. You start banging on banging on your chest and trying to draw its attention, and suddenly the little swarm just turns and starts rushing towards you. This is going to be... There's no denying if you're doing Alchemist's Fire as a plan, having quick draws. Actually, no, quick draw is much more weapons than stuff. Oh yeah, quick draw doesn't let you quick draw your Alchemist's Fire. You need lightning draw for that. Yeah, which Caitlin doesn't have. On the other hand, we worked out um, move not standard for the backpack thing. And I think it's not unreasonable to say the flasks of Alchemist Fire would um, actually yeah, probably, probably be wearing them. G- given that what you've come here to do, I'm perfectly happy with the conception that you've got them strung around your waist and a little bandolier style yeah. thing. So, but this, that, so that's a move action to draw standard to throw style of thing? Very much so. Yeah. Range touch attacks to hit the thing, although it'll be hilariously easy in yeah. this case. Hitting it won't be a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kaelin. So, Bryn, Kaelin, and a horsey! Mm-hmm. Kaelin's got a horsey, Bryn is not. 
Um, and this is going to be nice and simple because the terrain is literally completely flat. Yep. Featureless grassland. Flowers starts turning and coming towards you. Yep, and, and it's the swarm of flowers go. At that point, you roll for initiative, and the swarm. Five, ten. Comes flying forward towards you, um, sort of against the wind. It's yep. really moving under its own power. And from what you can see, it literally just looks like a bunch of flying dandelions getting blown along in the wind. Um, they have very little stalks, and they're quite heavy on the fluffy flower bits. But that you can actually give me a spot check, as you can see it. Another one. Hopefully she's getting them out of the way. Kevin gets a six. Yeah, you see no sign of anything but these flowers. Yeah. However... Looks at it, um, and calls out, "Watch out! No creatures inside. Just flowers. I think they are fey, but I don't know what it is." Okay. So it is a it is a fey creature. Is about what she can pick out from a knowledge nature check, which is insufficiently high to pick up any of its other abilities. Yep, that's fine. All right, so. Uh, it spins its round moving? Yep, it flies towards you. Okay, and it is Caleb? Yes, it is. So what's the range on the ultimate... I can look it up in the player's handbook, I just... Uh, ten feet is standard throwing distance for it, and then cool. minus two is for every ten feet over there. So if Caleb... So your, your odds of missing it are pretty poor, but if you throw it from far enough away, then you start taking hideous penalties. So is that close enough to count as ten feet, or does he need to be five feet further forward? Yeah, you actually need to be five feet further forward. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay... Kellen will move up to the vicinity of, but not actually into the swarm. Yep. Um, um, yep, sorry. Yep, yep, that's all fine. Yep, and because he's on the horse, the horse moves, Kellen uses his move action to draw Julia the flask, the and Kellen throws the flask. Yep. Uh, which you are aiming at an AC of 5 here with your ranged attack. Yep. So it's going to be pretty much anything but a 1. Yep. I did not roll a 1. Yeah, a 1 is like you drop it or yep. you throw it behind you or whatever. What's the damage on Alchemist's fire? I believe it's 1d6, but this is actually worth looking out. Um, among other things, it will be extra because it's a splash weapon against a swarm. Yeah. And then possibly extra again if, if this it's particular vulnerable. swarm is vulnerable to fire. Yeah, which I'm certainly hoping they are. So they look like nasty little buggers. Um, uh, just need to check where you run into this. Uh, yeah. Uh, as you ride towards it, can you and your horse both make me a fortitude save? Uh, okay. Even before we enter it. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, Kalen makes his. Yep. And the horse may have more difficulty, but it does have relatively good fortitude. 
So nine plus sixteen for the horse. Okay. Um, so, Kaylin, as you ride towards it, you hear just this high-pitched sort of shrill noise. It sounds very vaguely like voices, but if they're saying anything, you, it, it's meaningless to you. Um, but your head is starting to ache and hurt. Uh, your horse actively begins bleeding from the ears right. and goes deaf. Okay. You are having real trouble now hearing it. It's like being in a windstorm of little screaming voices. Yep. Um, and Alchemist's Fire. Uh, splash Weapon deals 1d6 points of fire damage. On the round following a direct hit, the target takes an additional d6. They can extinguish themselves by rolling and such forth. Cool. So we'll want to track those as well, because that's yep. going to be very relevant. So, um... So, um, that qualifies as a hit, right? Yes, it does. Yep. Okay, they take four points of fire damage, plus whatever. Plus 50% is six. Um, and it catches fire, but it doesn't go up like you might expect. Yeah. If this was a normal field of flowers, like dandelions versus alcohol yeah. fire, you'd expect just, poof, they're gone. Yeah. These things burn, but they don't burn any extra than what you'd expect. Yeah. So they don't appear to have any running vulnerabilities to fire. fire. Except, the, but they do take extra damage. Yes, because, because the fire is going everywhere in the swarm. And they do, will take that again on the next round. Correct. And that, right, They take another D6 yeah. on the next round. So that's one of my three blasts of, one of my four, four. blasts of Alchemist's Fire. Yep. And Bryn. Uh, it is quite bright enough that she will go around you instead of into you. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. She is quite confident enough in her abilities that she can take the penalty at this because she's got actual dexterity in things. Huzzah! Yes, well, it's more, it's more worthwhile for those of us who aren't, aren't relying on our um. Have got like four base attack bonus? She can only miss on one anyway. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, so what, it, it moves 50 feet around. I stand back so it can't get me. I mean, unless I'm trying to run away from the thing. Uh, she runs towards it, run, runs up, pulling out the alchemist's fire as she goes, goes to throw it. Yep. Um, takes a, hits it, um, then makes her fortitude save versus the horrible screeching noise. Yep. Which she will fail. Oh. And she goes deaf as well. Okay. And you see her throw it and then go, ah! Bits her senses of wolfy, wolfy ears. Yeah. Yeah. She, she doesn't... Of course, half and better hearing. She doesn't appear to be taking any horrible damage from it. It's yep. just, um, almost like it's blowing out her eardrums kind yep. of thing. Um, and she chucks a vial of alchemist's fire at it and hits it. Yep. Gets her d6 out and deals at 6, which goes to 9. Cool. Shall I track Bryn's hits as well? Yeah, that'd be great. Yep. So she's got four miles as well. Yep. Um, six, nine, fifteen. I'll just check, but she's not really a gear character, so I don't think she's got bugger all else that's of use. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, I'll have a tussie through his equipment, but this is probably his best bet. Okay, and then it is Team Swarm. Okay. Um, just an assessment after a round of setting it on fire. 
Does it look slightly wounded, moderately wounded? Uh, you have certainly killed several of the flowers. Yeah. Um, not a significant, not a massive number of them, yeah. but enough that it's actually visible. Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, it does something you haven't seen before. And two swarms. The flowers blow apart into two slightly thinner but large groups. Yeah. And a little sort of action. Move action. And half the clown chases Bryn, and the other half chases you. Yep, that's certainly going to be effective. Um, Presumably, the two piles have a lower. Lower hit point. A, a lower, um, there's, there's certainly less flowers in each one. They individual don't appear, hit point. They don't appear to have generated more flowers. Yeah. So, um, for the sake of argument, we'll say Kaelin's pile will take the damage from Kaelin's Alchemist Fire and Bryn from Bryn's. Um, I, I'm happy with running that right. idea there. I know, okay. I know what I'm doing. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, they're a weird, 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 weird creature. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's startling, because that's very unusual for Pathfinder to make something they, weird. They deal automatic damage to any creature whose space they occupy at the end of their move. So yep. they fly, and this swarm of flowers descends upon you, and suddenly you're in this maelstrom of things that appear to be soft, but have these tiny, little, sharp edges to them. And it's just this... Yeah. A thousand little cuts going across your body. Many of them just bounce straight off your arm. Yeah. You're getting several on the face, on the back of the hands. Yeah. It's going inside your armor at this point. It's a, a very odd sensation because it's exceedingly, it's actually quite painful, but no individual bit is noteworthy. It's like yeah. getting a thousand paper cuts at once. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> uh, can you make me a listen check at minus ten? Uh, good God. Well, possibly, actually. Um, I make I made a ten. Um, like, I've no, got twenty. Yes, you, you will actually hear this then. Um, Bryn shouts um, over the... <laughs> Kalen is alive, speaking in Sylvan. Of course, she speaks it, yeah. and you don't. It says, it's shouting about us being in its territory. It's hunting us. And then you can both take eight points of slashing damage. Yep. I know, but the um, movement thing is really relevant, so I just chose to risk it. It's fine. Alright, um, so me and the horse both make a fortitude save? We'll save. We'll save, okay. Oh, great. Okay, Kellen got a 16. Yep, is that... you're fine. Okay. 
Uh, the horse rolled really well, which is what I needed it to do. The horse got an 80. Okay. Um, you, you feel this very odd sensation, like your body feels very light, and like at any moment you could just fly away into the wind. It doesn't feel natural, though, so you try and resist it, and nothing appears to happen to you. Okay, sweet. What about Bryn? Does she... She's, uh, as far as you can see, yeah. nothing happens to her. Apart from getting all the little bite, bitey things. Yeah. Okay, and it is Kayla's turn, I believe. Yep, and because there's a swarm on your square, start with Fortitude save. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, here we go. Day. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, Tell me if that's that, not going to be enough. That will fail, and one for your horse as well. Yeah, with knowing the horse, um, yeah, we're not having a good day on the rolls. Um, the horse gets a 16. Yeah, this is the you are too distracted to actually do anything yeah. because of all the stuff around you. So it's effectively yeah. eating your turn. This yeah. all lands on you. Yeah, um, I'm, so you you are both failing at this point. Yeah. yeah. Which is neither of you act. Yeah, I don't really care if the horse acts, but I care about me. Three hero points from Kalen, please. Shuffle these, obviously. These appear to be exactly the same ones we had out the last time. Yep. Much as I'm sure you'd love the public and the spirit of camaraderie again. <laughs> Actually, more useful than, as a kingdom hero point given it's my kingdom car. I did contemplate re-rolling that stability check, but I thought it was a bit on the nose to re-roll the first, in the first turn that I've had a, um, paladin, which would be much better news for at least the Eclipse and the Jug. None of them particularly excite me as cards. Brins on the Juggler, the Locksmith, and the Empty Thrower, none of which are attribute or, um, necessarily tremendously useful. Um, so I got a 9 plus my Fortitude is 7. No, wait, that was the horse as well. I got a 6 plus my fortune of 7, which is why I failed. Um, but I do know from the horse's thing that a couple of points higher will fail, so I think a straight reroll is the way to go. And I'm going to toss the joke into the pile. By all means. Um, and reroll that. So really, these things are moderately nasty, and I really don't want to spend the round. This is my turn. However, I fail again. That might actually be the one I'm looking for, just with me. Look for my hero points thingy and find the joke. Uh, there it is. Uh, that is in fact the that, that is in fact the monster's card. Ah, sweet. A terror that must be overcome, but not by physical means. Can only be defeated through trickery. The value of circumventing difficult people or tasks, though. Sweet, yes, I can see how that would be. Okay. Because it's a really weird monster. Alright, so I've, I get three two, taken. Two, two re-rolls taken there. Okay, so, um, I've got, I've used one, yeah, so I'm it's, changing it's the... you either fail or succeed. So. Yeah, I'm changing dice, and there we go, 17 plus 7. That will quite definitely succeed. Yes, kill so that. There are now dandelions flying inside your mouth, cutting the inside of your throat. Yeah. It's terribly unpleasant. Yep. But, but you're focused. But Kaelin is a hard man. Alright, now, I am drawing a flask of alchemist fire as my move action. Yep. 
um, which would normally provoke, but I don't think swarms do that. It does not. Because they can't attack you, it just floats over you in the same fashion it's already doing. Oh, yes, and before Kaelin makes his um, roll, the swarm takes damage on his turn from the alchemist's fire. Roll a d6 of burning. Okay, and they take another point plus whatever. Yep. And then I believe the alchemist's fire is out. That flask is out. around following a direct hits. Yeah. Cool. So several of the, a couple of the flowers seem to just burn up and incinerate. Yeah. And you're in this little burning cloud, but then most of the ones that are on fire burn out, turn to ash and fall to the ground and the rest keep yep. around you. And I will throw the throw not roll one. Yep. Roll another flask and do two points of two points of fire and have now oh, yeah, it is relevant because you could presumably crit them as well if it wasn't a swarm. Yes. Yeah, so what's that? Two more points of alchemist fire? Uh, two more points of alchemist fire. I'm letting you add the extra. Yes, yes I am adding the extra 50%. Cool, and I'm also noting down when I've achieved a direct hit which has not been consumed so I can do it on the following round. Uh, so... Uh, the, the pile around you looks reasonably burned. Yep, sweet. And it is um, Bryn's turn. Uh, just let me work out. It's hit, because its hit points are splitting as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's doing things. Um, right, so we're Pile around is looking moderately burned. Yeah. Okay, and Bryn. Yep. Makes a fortitude save. Uh, <clears throat> holds her ears, continues to sort of fumble around, grabs the alchemist fire, more or less just smashes it into the swarm. Yep. So, um, she rolls an additional yep. d6 for the previous round and gets three points of damage from the previous flask and alchemist fire, which then goes out. Now, there is a problem here, of course, is that at this point you're throwing alchemist fire, like, on top of where you guys are. That's true. Um, I believe you can throw it... Uh, so you're you're both taking a point of damage every time you do this because okay. some of the fire splashes on you. Horse as well. Yes. Cool. It's everyone within five feet of where you're throwing it, which is going to be. Yep. Because I assume you try and throw it at like the back part of the swarm, yep. smashing the vial on your face. Given how this works, I would say that some of the dandelions that burn out burn yep. out on oh, us. Yes. Yeah, makes yep. sense. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, incinerating. We, we hit the back part of the swarm, the back part of the swarm flies forward. So Bryn chucks her fire, yep. runs it to a, in the swarm. Yep. And has a, can roll her damage, for, you noted down that three from the last round? Uh, no, I didn't catch that. Yep, so three from the last round of fire. Yep. And then one from this round. Yep, so should I just roll yes. that? Yes, the D6 there. Okay, so four from that round. Uh, yep. Her swarm is looking quite a bit burnt up. Cool, and me and her have both landed a hit, meaning even if we don't act, yeah, they, they will keep burning. Yeah, which is worth tracking because that's going to be 
that that's going to mean we effectively have eight flasks for the perspective of each d6 damage. Plus, it'll work even if we don't act. And then it's the swarms, swarms turns. Yeah. Um, you are not going deaf, you are yep. as fine as you were going to get. Yep. Um, and it simply flies around you in this whirlwind cloud of slashing and burning. Yep. Adding hideous noises. And everyone there can take 14. Oh, that's quite a bit worse. Okay. Catelyn's now looking moderately hurt. The horse is not looking well at all. <laughs> um, and then all three of you can make a will save. Alright. Uh, we'll fail that. Kaelin got a 15. Uh, you will fail that. And so did the horse. And the horse fails as well. And the horse will fail. So all three of you feel... Well, you can't tell what the horse is feeling. Yeah. But, but all three of you feel as if you could just sort of let your arms go to the wind and, you know, start flying like a kite. And as you start thinking about this, you can actually feel like you're, you're wearing 50 pounds of yeah. plate mail and strapped down yeah. with weapons and all this. Stuff. Doesn't matter. That's all quite light. Mm-hmm. And... You actually find, as you look down, that all three of you are now flying with the swarm. Huh. You are, you are now up about ten feet off the ground. Okay. And despite the fact that the swarm is not carrying you, there are not flowers on your shoulders pulling you up, you just seem to be flying on the wind. Okay. How bizarre. And that is... that. Cool. And it's Kaylin's turn. Yep. So okay. The fire still burns. Yep, Kalen makes a fort save to see if he can act. Yep. And makes it. Yep, he can act. Alright, um, the fire that's on the swarm on Kalen... If, you, if you're not planning on moving the horse, it doesn't matter. Yep. Otherwise you need to roll for the horse as well. No, no, I'm not save. planning on moving the horse. I'm staying on the horse and yep. tracking if the horse, you know, KOs or whatever, but... Okay, and Kalen rolls... For his last hit, Kalen rolls four points of damage. Yep. Uh... Yep, got it. I presume the swarm is still up. It is. He throws his third flask and crits, but that's irrelevant, right? Uh, yes, you can't crit the swarm. Yeah, so crit threats the swarm, but doesn't matter. Uses up his third flask and deals a whopping one point, so point with his new flask. Yep. With the even with what unfortunately doesn't become more because it's fifty percent plus rounded down. Yep. But um, presumably that his swarm is now looking it is fairly... Looking, it is looking fairly smaller. Yep. And it is Bryn. Uh, Bryn makes a fort save. Fort save. Uh, Nat ones and fails. Okay. I think she'll just let that slide rather that... than burn, try and burn hero points on this. The swarm is looking pretty burnt up. Yep. So the swarm takes some additional fire damage, so they take another one. Yep. And, and Bryn is now... As well. And Bryn is now out of... Fire, whereas Caitlin's swarm is still on fire because yep, he yep. hit the stern. And it is Team Swarm. Yeah. We're all flying with them, so no doubt that will have some nasty consequence. Uh, so that is my horse may die. Eight points of damage. Okay, the horse is now bleeding to death, which I imagine. I don't know what will actually happen with that because we're up in the air. Um, no, like the horse is unconscious. 
Yeah, but I, it, you don't fall off because it is being animated that, that, by that, external winds. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Brim is starting to look very badly injured. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, Cameron can take a bit more of this, but she, he's not in great shape. Uh, and then we'll save from everyone. Right. Fortunately, a cocktail. No, Kellen does extremely poorly and gets a nine. The horse, ironically, um, may make that on an eighteen. Okay. Um, the horse will indeed make that. Um, you see? Oh, hang on. The horse is unconscious. Yeah, it actually doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It still gets a will save. Yeah. Um, so, Camden, you see the world outside of the cloud of flowers is a bit dim and distant, hard to see, but you are not entirely sure you're where you were in the field of, in, in the field. You still appear to be vaguely in a field, but the ground is sort of a more neon purple, and the sky seems to be flowing very oddly. You can see swirling stars and things moving. Oh, crap. Um... Like, like some sort of other reality is fading in on you. Okay. Um, Bryn wants to make this will save, so she is going to re-roll it. Yeah. Um, she, she, the GM highly suggests other people do the same as well. Right, yes, that, um, that does sound bad. Um, and at that point she will make it. Although, um, I hope Keelan can make it. He's only got a plus five to will. I mean, admittedly, he can roll a four Your there. Horse, um, Made its will save. Yes. Which is good, because the horse... Um, like, all right, I'll throw the eclipse into the pot. Yep. It's a weird natural phenomenon kind of thing. I don't think it's the appropriate kind. I don't kind. think it's particularly relevant. I don't think so either, but I'm just checking. Uh, what's that pointy bit? Is that intelligence? Or... I can't remember. It's one of the ones I don't have. You don't have intelligence? <laughs> You know, it's, it's not a shield. Yeah, yeah. Shields are the ones I care about. Um, I think it is. That's wisdom. Yeah. Um, represents self-doubt and loss of faith. No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Carolyn makes an 11. There's some question about whether he wants to spend his last hero point. Um, I think if it, he will borrow one more from Brynn. Yep. Um, but then he is just going to fail it at that point if he can't make it on that one. Change dice again. Roll that. Okay, and yeah, Kalen can't make that check. Okay, so... I mean, Kalen's only got a plus five to will. It's not actually particularly startling. Can you uh, roll a d6 as your horse falls out of the sky and hits the ground and takes another d6 of falling damage? Yep, it's on negative five and bleeding out. Um, and when you look around, Caitlin, Bryn, uh, actually I think at this point we'll voluntarily fail the will save. Okay. <laughs> Can she have a well, hero? Well, depends. Can she have a hero point back there? You're going to have some problems here. Um, yeah, you well, appear to be somewhere else entirely. Yeah. Um, I, I will give you your pick as the player, given that Burns the NPC. Or if she can come with you, 
or other people can learn what happened to you. <laughs> because, of course, if she disappears as well, there's no one who's going to report this back in any fashion. Um, I think, um, Kaelin will, um, Kaelin will go alone. It's more dramatic that way. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I'm just like, uh, the, I spent two, I threw two fate points at it. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't necessarily, if the thing relies on me not rolling six, three sixes in a row, I rolled three sixes in a row. So, there only appear to be a handful of these dandelions still around you, yeah. and they just disperse off into the wind. Yeah. And you fall and take another d6 of damage instantly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, yep, Kaelin's fine. Uh, also, um, that gives, Bryn might be able to stabilize my horse, because she's going to land next to it. Yeah. There is nothing you can do to fix this from your point of view. Uh, yep. So we'll continue with Bryn, because yep. she's still... Uh, yep, so I, I've effectively now taken out my swarm, because they were going to take more fire damage. Yes. Yep, sweet. So, Kaelin has exactly the, the flask of alchemist fire. He normally carries his regular stuff. He's moderately badly hurt, and he has his horse. Uh, Bryn is now on her initiative, making yep. a fort save. Uh, no, you don't have your horse. No, that's what I mean. I don't have yeah, my horse. Your horse made its full save. Your horse yep. is still in reality. Uh, Brim makes the fourth save. Yep. Uh, checks the alchemist fire, hits it, um, and rolls a you another nine for damage. Effectively. Uh, yeah, and that will burn her small mouth. Yep. And your one is gone. Yep. So, Brim chucks the alchemist fire. We see... Yep. Several dandelions catch fire and burn and fly around circles. Yep. And a few of them fly off into this, uh, up into the air, but yep. for the most part, the, cre- the creature, whatever it is, is gone. Yeah. And Bryn looks around still bleeding from the ears and sounding kind of mush, mush mouth as she'd gone deaf. And, uh, that was, uh, Kaelin? 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 Looks over, your horse is lying on the ground going, yeah, and Kalen and all his gear just appear to be gone. Yeah. And Bryn will, having no conception of what's happened here, spend a round looking for you unsuccessfully. Yep. Um, then spend four rounds trying to stabilize your horse. Yep. She can use a potion on that if she's so inclined. Oh, yeah, true. But it's a horse. It's a watering horse, Kaelin says it's usually from somewhere in another dimension. I know he's in the first world, and I'm pretty confident Kaelin will be able to work it out too. Trick is how to get back. Um, yeah, it's 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 very obvious to you that you have shifted realities yeah. in some fashion. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily tweak... The, and the first world's a logical conclusion from... You yeah. think it was a fae what's it. But that that's the extent of the information that you get. Yeah. Um, Bryn can't find her gear, which will help her. She, she has potions and stuff. Well, she's going to have a couple of goes at stabilizing it yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's going to ride the horse back. No, no. 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 No, and she feeds it a potion. Alright, hold on. Let, let, let the horse have three rounds trying to stabilize on its own as well. Yep. And the question is saving for a potion. Alright, so... It's because she doesn't give shit about horses. Yeah, so um, it's usually one to stabilize, yes. isn't it? So no, no, and no, and yes, I would appreciate it. Yeah. Your horse returns to a whopping minus, to a whopping minus four and yep. stabilizes. Yep. 
Good Lord, she rolled a one on the um, potion check. No. Uh, well, Four on the dice gives it five hit points back. It's now at minus nine. Oh, right, because it was at minus nine. Because yep. she doesn't put the potion in yeah, until, yeah. It's, until it's bleeding out. Yeah. Yes, all right. So um, my horse is actually un- going to be something of a liability because it's unconscious on the ground in the middle of the um, thing with oh, my saddlebags. Gwen couldn't give shit one. She just yeah. leaves it. She'll, yeah. she'll take whatever gear is on it and pick the saddlebags up herself. Yeah. And then go. She'll yeah. leave the horse sitting out there. Yeah. Because she just... She she doesn't give a shit about the yeah. horse. Oh, well, hopefully I can track it down again. She doesn't know what's happened to you. Yeah. And she... And the camera sees her looking around frantically for you, goes to the ground, looks for tracks, looks disturbed, and starts running off in the direction of Eltrist as fast as she can. Yeah. Elsewhere. Yes. Um, I'm just going to take a moment here. Yeah. That's fascinating diversion. <laughs> I only have plus five to my will save because I took iron will. So, the few remnants of the swarm that are here disperse off into the wind. And when Kaylin looks around, can he give me a survival check? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what you were looking at. You receive a hero point for this, incidentally, because this is going to be a, um, a diversion of some Yeah, Seventeen. Okay. So, when you look around, the the geographic features that around you vaguely match the plane that you were in. To the extent where, like, you think you could find your way back to Elk's Rest from here, assuming that Elk's Rest is here, mm. which it almost certainly isn't, but, you know, you don't know what's here, sort of mm. thing. But, but the geography is similar enough that it actually has a vague map to the real world. Mm. Um, the, the place, however, just looks wrong. The grass is sort of this odd purpley color, purpling color. It doesn't look like anything natural, and as you look at it, your mind still settles on the grass looks ripe. And, and once you know that, you can't let it go anymore. <laughs> um, over, sort of off in the distance, where there was like a little copse of trees in your world, there is this huge thing that is you crane your neck back as far as you can and you still can't see the top of the tree. It just seems to go on forever into the sky. You can see the wind actually moving here. There are little sparkling motes of dust flowing on it, doing the classic sort of <laughs> roundabout and flowing on. Um, and there do not appear to be any particular creatures or anything like that out here. What, if anything, do you want to do about it? Well, Sardis Kelm's going to drink a potion. <laughs> yeah, you you are perfectly welcome at this point to guesstimate the conclusion that you're in the first world because you've had enough descriptor yeah. of it that it vaguely matches this in some fashion. Kelm will swear moderately vilely in the orcish and then drink one of his potions of cure light wounds. Roll extremely well. Um, he, um. Yeah, fortunately, you're not deaf, so you can actually communicate with things. Oh, yeah, because, um, 
uh, th- that actually takes me to my next part- point. He will swear vilely at Orcish, sigh, fish a potion, potion out of his bag and drink it. The man get the kid to teach me bloody Sylvan. Did I bloody do it? No, I bloody well didn't. <laughs> yes, the um, he was planning to take Sylvan was, with most of his skill points for his next level because it being born upon him, he really needs to speak it. Yeah. Unfortunately, he has not done that yet, so... So... And then he's going to go take a look at the giant tree thingy. So, you sort of move towards it, you know, it's a 10-15 minutes mm. walk-off style of thing. Um, uh, can you give me an untrained knowledge of planes check, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, eight. Hmm. Okay. So you have some basics of what the first... Assuming this is the first world, mm. and it's a logical enough conclusion, you have some basics of what it is. Um, it is supposed... To, according to what Tristan has told you, because you've actually had conversations about this, Yeah. it is supposed to be another plane of reality where the Fae first, where the fae first came from. Um, the stories are pretty torn between whether this was what was originally on Galarian and then it faded away yeah. and became its own reality, or whether Galarian came out of it. Mm. The difference is, is pretty academic, and Caelan mm. doesn't really understand it. Um, you know that geography here is something of a mirror, um, that there are weak points where things cross over, and substantively more of them in this area of the River Kingdoms, which is why it's so fake to me. Therefore, there are actual geographic locations where you could possibly leave. Mm. Um, The inhabitants will be weird shit with some loose relation to the elves and the fae. If you... And probably speak some tongue of either elvish, sylvan, or both. Um... And yes, this this is the world where Oberon and that sort of thing supposedly came from, and no longer really are. Mm-hmm. All right, so Helen's actually going to fish his crown out of his saddlebags and put it on for whatever meaning it may yeah. hold for the inhabitants, and then go take a look at the big tree. You walk towards it, and walk towards it, and walk towards it. Um, you, you've also been told that time flows differently here, but in a way that provides with no real information. It may be slower, it may be faster. You've heard, like, the classic fairy stories of, you know, you, you walked out a moment later and a thousand years had passed, I yeah. think. Galen actually clasped his amulet off for a brief prayer to um, Aristotle to, A, get him out of here, and B, for the kingdom to still be there when he gets back. And you walk towards this tree, and you get there, and you see simply an enormous tree. It is not any particularly wider than you would expect for a large pine tree. Um, so it, it appears to be, looks like just an ordinary pine tree trunk about as wide yeah. as you'd expect, but it just goes up, yeah. and up, and up, and up, and you cannot be, even see the top of it. Mm-hmm. So Caleb will look round it 
in a probably futile attempt to locate any fey inhabitants that may exist within it. Yep. And will then call out to the tree and tell Dane that being all he speaks. Uh, hello? Anybody live here? The tree does not respond to you. <laughs> okay. You, you walk around, you poke the tree a bit. It, it appears to be made of wood and looks like an ordinary pine tree beyond the fact that it is impossibly tall. To the extent where you're looking at it, it's completely unnatural. Its width yeah. is not long and is not wide enough to support its height. Yeah. It should just fall over. But it clearly doesn't. Kellen's going to um, actually sit down, yeah. dig some stuff out of his pockets and bag and so on, and he's going to get out his jewelry making kit. Yeah. And begin crafting, and make a crafting check. He needs some leeway with any yeah. inhabitants he may encounter, and he wishes to make some small jewellery type things he can give us presents. It, it all appears to be about what it, it, it all looks like it did before. You know, the, yeah. the light's a little different here. Things are a bit, the gems are even a little bit sparklier. And um, he, he's endeavouring to serve two purposes here. One, he wants to make, make some little trinkets. Two, if there is anything in this tree yep. that doesn't want to come out and see him, he's hoping that by sitting around, you know, it's it's going to get curious enough to poke its head out, style of thing. Yep, you you make some trinkets. Cool. Nothing happens. Nope. Okay. What am I looking at landscape wise about other distinguishing features I can see from here? Um, from what you can see, it appears to be a largely un- uninteresting and ordinary plain of grass. Yeah. Little hillocks and things in it. Weird purple grass. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't want to abandon the tree. It, it appears like my best bet. So, um, Kaelin is going to have a crack at climbing up his ways up the tree and seeing if he can find anything. I presume you stop and take your armor off. Uh, yeah, swap, swap out the armor for the light armor. Okay, give me a climb check. Okay, uh, extremely poor. Um, however, I am moderately good at this. Um, so basically just add a plus. So I've got a 1 to it, plus 4 for not wearing the armour. Uh, and 8, so I may not make it very far up the tree. I fear that won't get you terribly far. Let's just have a pokey climb. Uh, no, you are not even close. Yep, that's uh, right. The tree does not have any convenient low branches to climb up on. Yep. You can't really get a good hook in it. You scrabble at it for several minutes, and you you don't think you're going to be able to get up it in any yep. meaningful fashion. All right. Um, can I not have changed out of the armor on the basis that I sort of had a look at it when, yeah, no, this isn't going to happen? Or alternatively, I just... It's changed. only a couple of minutes either yeah. way, so it's... Yeah, all right. Eventually, Caelan swears quite a lot more, changes back into the armor. Yep. And then um, he's got to glance around and head more or less in the direction of where Thornwatch would be in the hopes of finding something there that can help him. Yep. And can you roll me a survival check? Uh, yes, many. 22. Okay. Um, you can pick your way there pretty easily. The yeah. geographic features are similar enough that you can go, right, it's it's north-ish here, because yeah. you're, you're heading to Thornwatch, aren't you? Right? Yeah. Rest. Um, because that's the nearby one, and I'm kind of hoping there's some reflection or something. When you start walking, you start walking towards it, um, and there's, there's something off about this. 
And when you look down, the the grass here is all sort of bent and beaten down, like there's almost a, a foot trail here, like many people have come through this way. But when you actually look at it, it's going the same place that your road is. Mm-hmm. Like, your road doesn't literally exist here, but there's something like a road going in more or less the same, in more or less the same geographic space that your road that, you have built is in. Well, that suggests that there's a good chance there will be something at Fulham Watch, so Kaelin is going to press on. Um, can you let me know when it gets dark? Because yes. he's actually got a relevant problem here. He has no one to stand watch with, so he yep. can't go to sleep. Certainly not in a weird fade dimension. Uh, can I have the map? Yes. Kingdom. Yeah, so you literally start walking up here until you find bits of the road. Yeah. Here. Um, that won't take you awesomely long. Um, so it was probably about afternoon by the time you got in. No, no, sorry, it was actually morning when you yeah. started, style of thing. Um, you are starting to feel very vaguely tired, like it's heading towards afternoon kind of thing. But nothing about the sky seems to have changed in any way. The the sun hasn't moved, despite the fact that you're sure several hours have passed. Yeah. Probably. So you're, you're not entirely sure you're going to get a night. Right. Okay. Um, and you move off and follow this knot road. Um, and when you arrive in vaguely the area of Thornwatch, when you look out across to where you might expect it to be, um, you see what appear to be a bunch of walls of literally those Sleeping Beauty-style wall of thorns and brambles surrounding a, a little townshipy thing. There are a bunch of... Thornwatch, th- nice. There are a bunch of human or human-sized trees surrounded by this wall of thorns and brambles. Yeah. That clearly has, you know, sort of a vague opening in the front, like mm-hmm. a gate kind of thing. Alright, Kellen will rock on up to it and um, stand out up the front and call up, uh, hello? Yeah. There is an immediate reaction to this. Mm-hmm. Um, is you see something? Poke its head out of one of the closest trees, because as as you start to walk up towards it, you can literally see it's got like a wall around it, vaguely like the fort that's sort of existing in Thornwatch, um, and and a clear gate. There's a gap where the brambles open out like this. Yeah, and you just start sort of walking through those into the into the village, or no, stand no. outside. And I, wait stand, okay. out. I, I stand. I stand. Uh, close to, but not actually in the entrance, and call out, you know, hello, is anybody there? Yeah, there's a little noise, and something comes flapping out towards you. It's about the size of a fairy dragon, um, but it looks like an owlbear with wings. Uh, It's about yay big, it's this little fluffy bear thing with this owl face with a little hooked beak. And it, it sounds awesome. It flies. It's, it's actually kind of cute. Yeah. It flies out and looks sideways at you and... Uh, hello. My name's Kaylin. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't speak Sylvan. I'm friends with Perlavish. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, and what the creature is speaking in is 
is weird. It it sounds like sort of like the Sylvan you've heard enough that you can recognize it as being vaguely rooted in that language, but it's not Sylvan as you understand it. Yeah. You think if you spoke Sylvan, you might be able to communicate with this creature, but it's the equivalent of speaking to someone who speaks the old yeah. English style of thing. You could eventually get your point yeah. across, but it's not as simple as just. Man, I, I wish speak their tongue. I, I desperately wish I'd brought Tristram. He's going to be so sad when he finds out he missed it, and he could at least semi make his point across. So it looks at you. You speak to it, um, and can you roll me a diplomacy check? Yep. Am I at any kind of bonus because I don't speak the language? Uh, no, but there's only so far you'll get with this. Yeah, um, I roll 25. The creature sort of looks at you and... <coughs> makes some odd barking, yipping noises back into the village. And then there's some bustling of activity and you see a few more of, the, you see a few more of these little miniature owl bears come out. Um, things that look vaguely like gnomes, but where they actually look very like gnomes, except their hair is terrifying. It's like um, those troll doll style hair. Many of the gnomes have like neon purple hair, yeah. green hair, and this sort of. These guys have like the giant flying super saiyan yeah. hair that is as tall as they are. I think that's awesome. Not impossibly defying gravity. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah terrifying. But like, what the fuck is that? Sense yeah. not as in pee your pants and run away yeah. and fear from the hair. Yeah, and they come sort of shambling. They they come sort of shambling up to meet you. They're slumped little creatures, and they look up at you and also small for uh, hello. And you can roll a sense motive check here. Uh, Crud. Um, two. Okay. They seem to have decided that you're not particularly threatening to so None of them seem... that Your presence is clearly something of note, but yeah. none of them seem terribly upset. They're not trying to shut yeah. barricades or drawing weapons, or even really yeah. looking at you threateningly. And I assume you're not waving like, yeah, yeah, swords yeah. around. Uh, no, I mean, there's only so much Camelon can do about the fact that he's in a six-foot half-walk and plate mail festooned with weapons, but um, he's deliberately not drawn any of weapons and has made his posture as... Like, he's kind of got his arms folded and is, you know, staying... He's not sort of standing up as tall as he can, and he's just generally trying to make the... the, He's trying to make his voice as friendly and soothing as possible. Small for the known things speak a lot slower. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I don't speak any any Sylvan at all. I'm lost, and I'm trying to find my way home. I, I don't suppose there's anybody around here that speaks Sylvan? I know it's not it's not really the native language, is it? Small fool? Small fool fool There's some sort of discussion amongst themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, and Maybe what? I could um I could get some food and Kim will sort of very slowly dump his backpack on the ground and yeah. wife will round it in a clearly I'm just getting oh. and, and dig out like some honeycomb style of thing. Th- this draws great interest. They yeah. all start coming over and looking at the backpack. Yeah. And poking it, yeah, and looking at you, and then almost sort of Yoda like just start kind of rummaging through it and pulling yeah. all the bits out and going, mm-hmm. and throwing it behind. Like they're, they're not trying to break it or anything; yeah. they're pulling the things out, looking at them, yeah. and putting them down. I don't know whether you want to stop this or. Uh, I think I'll just kind of keep an eye on the things. Yeah, the little owlbear creature comes forward, sniffs at honeycomb, and you know, then hock. 
The gnome thing seems to reach up into its back like you did to get things yeah. in your backpack. And just kind of pulls out from under its shirt what appears to be a thing of bright neon grapes <laughs> and offers it up to you. Alright, Kaelin will break off a drape and try it enough. Yep. Ooh. Like, that's sour. It's, yep. it's like having a sour ball. You sort of go... <sighs> but it's actually quite nice. Uh, you feel full. Like you have just eaten a full meal and you gain a hit point back. Oh, sweet! Kaelin's definitely got... Kaelin will um, rub his tummy appreciatively. Mmm, good! Yeah, like, the the taste is is not actually bad. Yeah. It's just that really sharp, sharp yeah. sour... <gasps> but those can actually be quite nice if you're yeah. into that sort of thing. So Kaelin will share out the rest of his honeycomb style of thing. His, you know, because his food tends towards the oats, oats grains, and, um, you know, ingredient, ingredients to stew style of thing. So yeah. I figure the honeycomb is probably the best he's got. Yeah. And you sit down and, and have... They, they will actually sort of invite you back into the village at yep. this point. I will um, spend some time gathering my stuff back up into my backpack. And it appears to be where you'd expect houses to be. There are a bunch of trees and little almost like hobbit hillocks. There are these yep. hills in the ground. No doors, no real sign of civilization. They just walk into them. Yeah. And walk into the hill and disappear. Yeah. And then walks back out with a bunch of what look vaguely like saucepans yep. and odd star shapes. And you sit down with them and actually have a meal of sorts, where they yeah. try your odd food and you try their odd food. It's all Sweet. quite satisfactorily concluded. Awesome. Kiln bonds with the Thornwatch inhabitants. Mm-hmm. Kiln wishes he spoke silver. <laughs> <laughs> or had magical comprehend language skills or really yeah. anything of this nature. Yeah, Kaelin is kind of ridiculously unable to solve this problem. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you actually bought the worst person possible with you two, because um, Michaela and Corwin can at least potentially cast Comprehend Languages. Michaela actively carries potions off them. Yeah. And um, Tristan, of course, speaks everything. Yeah. But the other one, yeah, if it was Tristan with me, I'd have been kind of like, fail a little safe, fail a little yeah. safe, come with me! But I do actually think there's something to be said for... um you know, Bryn being out there to try and rescue me or whatever. Not that I'm certain how she's necessarily supposed to attend such a thing. So yeah, Kaelin will hang out with them and, you know, probably endeavour to start trying to pick up a few words of Sylvan. I can use this, you know, assuming if he gets back to reality, use this as the basis for him learning, the one of the basis is for him learning the language. But I don't think he's likely to um, pick up Dimensional Portal anytime soon. Uh, can you give me a sense motive check as this goes along? Uh, Eleven. Okay. Um, you will pick up, like, you sit down You sit down and spend what you think is the equivalent of two or three hours with these yeah. people. The sun still hasn't moved. It still yeah. appears to be, like, eleven o'clock in the morning-ish. Yeah. Um, doesn't seem to be bothering them any like Yeah. Um, you know, you... Mime and pantomime and, and get along semi-friendly yeah. with them if you don't draw any useful information. You'll notice that, that many of them seem to be staring at you, however, um, in a your very unusual kind of way, yeah. which is not awesomely surprising. Yeah. Uh, however, most specifically, they are staring at, at your forehead. At you catch gr- many of them, like, looking at it. At the crown? 
No, you don't think so. Right. Okay, um, can I, um, I think, I don't know if this Kalen, I don't know if Kalen carries him around. He does have shiny armour. Yep. You, you get out your little armour polishing stuff. Yeah, polish off my sleeve. Look at it. There is a glowing mark on your forehead that, that you have never seen before. Oh, yeah. It is literally like a runic sigil like this, and it is glowing a sort of neon green. It is very obvious to see to yeah. anyone who is looking at you. Trisha, any idea what this is? They trace the same mark in the air with their fingers. Okay. Like, they can see it. Yeah. Very clearly. This doesn't, however, necessarily help you. No. Alright. Any idea? You're so far out of your fucking list. <laughs> I did give you a hero point, didn't I? You did give yes. me a hero point. <laughs> it's some... Okay. Any idea where... Is there some place I should go to ask about and, this? And there's nothing... There's nothing there when you yeah. feel at it. There doesn't seem to be any sort of three-dimensional nature to it. Any thoughts on where I should go? Sort of. About this. They kind of raise their hands at the sky, generally. Yeah. They're certainly not pointing to a specific area. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, folks, thanks very much for your hospitality. I, I wish I could. Um, he will um, bring out one of his um, little, um, little bracelet ring type thingies. Um, could, um... Smooth, smooth. Oh, present. Smooth, smooth, smooth. Um, if I, I, I feel like you folks could really help me out if I could only understand what you're saying. I, I want to get back to where the people look like me. Uh, they they basically take the little ring thing that you've given them and start hanging it up on one of the thorns in what would essentially be the village gate, so it's sort of yep. dangling there on what appears to be like a little vine-style thing. Cool. Um, the one thing that you haven't seen here is nothing in here appears to be metal. You are the only yep. thing that is even vaguely metallic anywhere in the area. Yeah, yeah I figured the um, being covered in what's essentially cold iron would be Yeah, I kind of assumed friends. you'd put your actual cold iron weapons well away from yep. them. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably have put but that they, one But they clearly have no metal there. casting of any kind. Yeah. Yep, so, um, yeah, I, I'd probably best... Um, so, Caitlin will, um, you know, move up as yes. he sort of says. At this point, say, you are starting to feel very vaguely tired. Yeah. You know, it's approaching or be night time. You're most free to ignore yeah. that. You're more than hard enough to just keep going overnight. Yeah. I think, um, Caitlin's going to, um, hmm, this is kind of a safish place. I don't know that, um, yeah, I think, um, Caitlin might, um, you know, make a little sleepy sort of motion. Seem to understand this. Shmoo, shmoo, shmoo. One of the gnome things goes inside his hill. Yeah. And comes back out. Oh, it appears to be a little, like, gnome-sized blanket. Yeah. That works, Cal. He's, um, he doesn't want to go inside the hill. He's going to find an openish corner of yeah. the village that looks to be out of everyone's way. And just kind of... Yeah, there, there is a vague structure here that you can yeah. make out. Like, house, 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 what would be a road, yeah. little style of thing. He's going to get out his bedroll 
and then he's basically going to sleep on top of his backpack to daunt not so much theft, but people um, yep. people rifling through it. Yep. So he changes into his light armor and um, tucks himself up on his backpack to get, catch a few hours sleep. Yep. So he can benefit, hopefully benefit from natural healing. He's horribly badly hurt. And then in the morning he's going to, unless these guys can offer him any kind of direction, he's going to head for Elkrest. Yeah. In the hopes that it's a big enough other mirror town that someone there speaks till day. You go, you you go to sleep. Yeah. Um. And then you find yourself sort of stirring in the night, just like disturbed by something. Sort of roll over, twitch your blankets around you a bit, and. You wake up and it's fucking cold. Like, like you've you've been out in cold yeah. winters before, and this is that like zero below yeah. zero degrees sort of subarctic style thing. You, you're actually you've been out in winters like yeah. this, and you're hard man enough to fight. But it wasn't cold before, but it now is. It's gone to just like it was semi sunny Spanish yeah. weather, freezing icy cold. Yeah, the ground is covered in a thick layer of not frost but pure ice. Yeah, your blanket is frozen. Yeah, um, I presume you were sleeping in your little leathery armor, yeah. so there's not your armor's not actually frozen to you. Yeah, but when you wake up, like you have cracks of ice over your head, etc., 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 and the village appears to be largely deserted. Huh. No, it's still all here, but there's no sign of the creatures moving around. Yeah. The trees are frozen solid. Yeah, etc., etc. Okay, Kellen will look up bewildered and then get up, move around to keep warm and pack up as we camp. Um, Ready to sort of, on the basis that this kind of weather, it's better to move than stand still. Has he at this time... And it is night now. Yeah. It wasn't when you went to sleep, but now it is, like, the middle of the night. There is a full moon and many stars. Yeah, he's not... So he hasn't had a night's rest, so he can't get his natural healing back, so Mm -hmm. I was like... But he is going to, at that point, get up and move away and actively endeavour to leave the village and move around because lying still in this is, is not going to be tam- good for his health. So you walk out towards the main gate, um, and then there is a figure just kind of standing there. Um, and as you move slightly closer towards it, you can see um, it appears to be a very attra- a very attractive woman, quite obviously elven, um, with her, her hair is long, flowing down almost to her waist. It is a very light blue, vaguely skyish, vaguely light ice and snowish. Um, and she is dressed in this very this very blue dress. Doesn't completely like summery dress. Yeah, massively yeah, yeah. inappropriate for the yeah. environment. Doesn't seem to feel the cold in any way. Yeah, bare feet, no weapons of any kind. Yeah. Um, and can you give me another sense motive? Uh, 17. Okay. You look at her, and you couldn't peg her age, even for an elf, like anywhere between... There's something odd about her. She looks young, but she feels old. Yeah. Um, and the person that she most reminds you of is Oberon. Yep. He had that same sort of otherworldly, ageless quality around him. Yeah. Despite looking vaguely elvish, he was just a bit too tall 
and too odd and too ageless. Yeah. And this woman looks the same. She looks, she's in the wrong dress for the wrong environment. She looks odd, ageless, and that same sort of style of creature. Kaylin will give her a bow, will bow to her. Uh, hello, milady? And she turns towards you as she hears your voice, and she is, like, sort of knockout, jaw-droppingly beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then she steps across the ice towards you. She seems to step across it quite casually, yeah. like it's not slippery or cold anyway at bare feet. Ah, you are lost, are you not? I would be a little bit lost, yes, ma'am. Um, this is something of a long shot, but might... She, she appears to be speaking Taldane. Well, she's fluent. wonderful. However scary in face she may be, Kaelin is really glad to see someone who speaks the same language. You're... Name wouldn't happen to be Titania, would it? <laughs> Can you make me a will set? Huh? Uh, eight. <laughs> yeah, the ice shatters under your feet and you fall into darkness. Oh, dear. Um, there is this sudden rending, shattering crack of violence. The ice falls apart underneath you. You find yourself falling and screaming and panicking as you fall in the darkness. Then there's a kind of thud and you are face first down on the ice um, where there is a huge crack in it that is just currently freezing over again. You feel like it's cracked. You've fallen through, gone smash, but then you're right back where you started. Yeah. It's terrifying for a moment. Yeah. Nothing appears to have physically happened for you. You feel yeah. very light bruising on your face, like yeah. you've fallen over and gone slap into yeah. the ice. And she is staring down at you. Does not look terribly happy. Uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I, I didn't intend any disrespect. Caitlin carefully picks himself off and brushes himself off. off. You are far from home, King of Stagthorn. I, I, I know it, ma'am. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mistake. Such a name would be... She closes her eyes and seems to think for a long moment. As if calling you Drelev. Ah! I, then I'm very, very sorry. Then I'm very, very sorry, ma'am. I, I didn't mean to uh, suggest you were someone you were not. It's politer to ask than assume. I am Mab, the Queen of Air and Darkness. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah, like Titania's yeah. immortal rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very sorry, ma'am. My, um, my knowledge of um, your people is not that great. And I... as she says her name, the ice seems to harden and yeah. crack more around her. You know what she is to some extent. She is yeah. the same sort of entity as Oberon and Titania. Yeah. Um, she is, for all intents and purposes, a forgotten god. Yeah. I'm, I'm very sorry, ma'am. I, I didn't mean to um, offend you. The, the sort of steam of ice coming out. As she yeah. breathes, you can see the air yeah. fogging. And at that point, Kaelin's just going to be quiet for a little bit. And... Yeah. <laughs> you did not intend to come here. 
the dandifleur carried you, not knowing what it is carrying. It cannot be held accountable. It is a simple enough creature. You are looking for a way home. I am, yeah, I am, I. How fortuitous. I am also looking for things. Perhaps you could tell me what it is that you're looking for. If it, um, if it pleases you. My desires. She pauses and sort of thinks about another's desires are outside of my realm of influence within your world, within your realm of influence. Look across the lake, and she gestures her hand out, and can you give me another survival check? Uh, Fourteen. And you are looking out across a vast frozen lake at this point. Um, But from a familiar point of view, you are standing on the cliffs above... it's like Candlemare, isn't it? You've been here before. This is the last fractures den. This is where Lacorn and I climbed up and yes. we saw the tower and the lake More and stuff. More or less. Yeah. Um, and you were looking out across the lake. Well, this is the first world equivalent of that. Yeah, you were looking out across the lake. The lake is frozen over completely solid. And in the island where you saw Candlemare Tower, there is this black flame burning out from it thousands of feet high. And the lake is not frozen around the island. That the ice has literally been kept at bay by this flame. And points to it. And a sort of little light blue ray of light flies out from her hand and vaguely illuminates the tower. There are others who have an interest in what you would call handle there. And she goes silent again. In the Candlemere in the world I come from? Or in the Candlemere here? What, what, the place that's where Candlemere is here? What you would call Candlemere here is a disruption. It should not be that I am Your words and your terms are inelegant. I am too far away to fix it. Is there something like a a doorway open in Candlemere that shouldn't be open? She remains silent for a long moment. It is beyond me to speak of your world. I have passed from it. To, to speak much of your world, I have passed from it. Uh, can you give me a sense of motive, Jimmy? Uh, Sixteen. Yes, is the answer to your question. Right. But 
you don't think she can tell you that? Right. She literally cannot tell you that? Right. Alright, it, it's... Which is going to make making a deal with her interesting because she probably can't tell you what she wants. She yeah. can merely imply it in a roundabout fashion. So say I was to... Say someone was to help me get back to my world. She, I... she lowers her finger slightly and you are back in the village. Yeah. Um, You've got that zooming camera thing where you've just gone across the landscape and you're there. Say someone was to help me get back to my world, what I could maybe do is, what I could perhaps do in return is go to Candlemere and try and sort out this problem. She breathes out and just gives some small what might be nods at this. Um, that sounds like something I think I could do. I would, I would be happy to make that promise. I can't promise I necessarily, uh, you know what I was looking for, but, um, if you know of me, then you, you would know my brother, Tristram's scholar and such things. With him alongside, I, and, you know, with time, I think I should be able to to sort it out. I can ask nothing of you, mortal. It is beyond my sphere of influence. And I can provide you with no aid in leaving this place. It is through no part of my design or any others that you have come here. The aid I can give you is limited. And she still... You will have to resort to your own cleverness to find your way back. And she begins to sort of stroke something invisible. Um, and as she does so, the ice sort of grows out and forms around. Um, and there is, fairly rapidly, it, go, it actually doesn't appear, it goes and grows out of the ice. There is this sculpture there of a sort of terrified, um, half-dead-looking unicorn running frantically and looking behind it. And the, um, what Kaelin immediately thinks of is the, um, gateway that the unicorn came through, um, in the hex where the, where the yep. dead unicorn was. Yep, but she didn't tell you that. No. <laughs> right. Oh my, that's a long way from here. So at least I know where it is. Um, and Kaelin kind of nods and he's like, oh, of course, um, I accept that there's um, only so much help you can give, but if I were to find my way back, I would do my best to look into the mess with Candlemere and sort it out to the best of my ability. It might take me a few tries to get it right, but I would be prepared to pledge to keep trying until whatever was there was sorted out and laid to rest. Your time is largely meaningless at the scale of which we speak. I.e. because she's immortal, she wants it sorted out eventually. Yeah, well, like, your within entire... Ka- within Kaelin's lifespan would be nice. what you understand, Mab must be tens of thousands of years old, and that's generously much more likely it's hundreds of thousands. Her, like, your lifespan compared to hers is such a blink that it's, it's just yeah. almost impossible to perceive. Yeah. Um, and she just gives, you know, 
small roles to this again. Um, and can you give me another six more checks? You know, I really wish it was a class skill. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I get to being trapped as a fey realm. Um, twelve. Okay. You have this impression from her, like, there's more she would want to tell you, but she'll never be able to speak directly of it, and, and you need to ask the right questions yeah. to get vague ideas and things, and you're not necessarily sure you even know what the right questions are. Yeah. But there is there is clearly some sort of background play here yeah. with Oberon and Mab and something... In, and it clearly involves the river kingdoms and the areas you yeah. are in and things. But yeah, what she's she's completely unreadable. She yeah. makes Michaela look like a big open wall. And and let's be honest here, Kalen's been doing pretty good not to be. I mean, you know, he is so far out of depth. The fish have lights on their noses. I yeah. mean, his capacity to deal with the fate at all is pretty pretty limited. I mean, Phil Lavish was freaking running rings around him. <laughs> So, Kaelin will just kind of wait quietly for a while to see if she raises a random conversation on another topic or anything like that to give him a, a, a hint. She does not. She turns very slightly away from you and just seems to watch out over the world in general. Yeah. I would thank you very much for your help. I am almost but not quite outside of my realm of influence to do so. And then they only speak in passing. Your hunger will drive you from me soon. You have no idea what she's talking about. Yeah. Hmm? And you're just going to... And I... Yeah, I I don't walk away from her, but I I, I give her a bow of respect, and, um... The... I think I'm... Hang on, Kaelon. Um... Just sort of lurk and wait kind of thing. Yeah, if there's... Um... I'm sorry, ma'am, I think, um... I think that may be all I can... All I can work out. Unless you can give me anything more... She gives you no yeah. clues or responses of any kind. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah. you are starting to feel um, a vague rumbling from your stomach. Yeah. And then you sort of blink a couple of times and you are appear to be waking up from sleep. Right. In the village, which is not frozen in any way. The sun is right where it was. Right. You feel like you've been... A, you've, you've Actually, you have had a full night's rest. Oh, yay! <laughs> Um, you think you dreamed all of that. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, Caitlin regains, returns to a total of 40 hit points. The villagers are up and about. Um, there appear to be several more of these runic marks that are on your forehead have been carved into the dirt around you in a big circle. Yeah. Which clearly they've done because you didn't. Yeah. Um, and you feel really hungry like you've been asleep for days. Yeah. Kaelin will stagger up and... Um, and they sort of <laughs> react and jump yeah. as they see you start, st- start staggering up. Yeah. And... 
It's all right, guys. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, and the smush 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 You've got just a little patch, like tiny thing about the size of maybe a, a pinhead, um, of what appears to be frostbite. Like that bit of your finger is just completely dead. Yeah. But it's it's so minute it's not going to cause you any damage or yeah. difficulty in any way. But a little creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and um, we'll endeavour to dig out, you know, sort of reassure the little folk as well as I can when I don't speak the language, dig out some supplies and, you know, have breakfast with them, basically. And then um, I'm going to be, you know, saying goodbye and heading out on the road. Yep. And they, they appear to understand this concept somewhat. Yep. You know, sort of wave to you as you go. Yeah. You head out on the road. Are you heading for the unicorn? I am. Yes. So this is... Um, so I am here. Yep. I am trying to go to here. Yep. So it is straight down like eight hexes worth of non-road. Yep. Across several rivers. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm happy to roll out any encounters you want yep. to put me At through. At this point, we are going to the the red line of travel. Oh, sweet. Hmm? Um, you are presumably going along, stopping and eating. Um. Resting where you can, style of thing. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, the... or do you just want to power it? Like you're talking about four days or so. so yeah, you could power it. Yeah, I think. Um, you, th- there are obvious risks associated with sleeping in the wild in this place. Yeah, I'm not very keen to go to sleep at that point. Kalen's had a good feed and a good sleep. Um, he is going to rest in the sense of he's not going to walk. Full, he's not going to try and walk full tilt it. Yep. But he's not going to go to sleep unless he can find yep. places that he deems safe to sleep. Okay. So, can you give me a will save to start with? <laughs> uh, twenty-two. Okay. So, this place is is disturbingly unnatural. Um, at some point. You, you realize that what you are walking up appear to be mountains, but they're only the size of, like, your footsteps. You are yeah. literally stepping over tiny but perfect mountains on the ground. Yeah. The position of the sun changes as far as you can tell at random. You never see it move, but as you move further forward, like, in this area, it's 11 o'clock. When you get to here, the sun has moved to about 4 in the afternoon, but there's no line that you can walk back and forward across. It's just at some point in your travels, it's at four. Then at some point, it's night. <laughs> and you can never quite find your way back to where it was four o'clock again. There's no imaginary line you can walk back and forward across. Um, it's disturbing you, but not enough to actually make you shaken or anything like that. Yep. Um, and at some point... Um, you can will not you don't need to make a swatch check for this. Uh you will see something flying across the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, um it is 
enormous and looks vaguely draconic. Um, you don't get a good enough look at it, but it blocks out the sun as yeah. it flies overhead. Um, it's got like a long sort of reptile neck, long reptile tail, yeah. huge wings, and as it flies over, what appear to be piles of worms come raining down from it. Yikes. And as you sort of cover yourself and, and move yeah. it out of the way and things, a bunch land on you, don't particularly harm you, but they're worms with these big sort of nung, nung, nung mouths on them. Yikes. Just the size of a worm. Yeah. And you yeah, get flick them off, beat them, get a couple of minor bites. And yeah. Okay. It's flying off in, in the direction of Drelib, basically. Yeah. Um, not following it. Um, at some other point on day two, um, you are surrounded and and accosted by things that ride up towards you that look vaguely centaur-like, but in place of having... Um, they've got horse bodies, but in place of having human heads, they have helmets that appear to literally be helmets that just peer into blackness instead of an actual face. They ride up towards you, weapons out and armed, sort of circle around you in a very menacing fashion. You're just starting to sort of pull your own weapons out and thinking you, you might want to do something about this before it gets more hostile. And then they start pointing at your forehead and more, 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 have this discussion amongst themselves, then circle around and take off again. Sweet. <laughs> You're just, okay. Yeah. Um, and can you give me two fortitude saves, which you can add your endurance bonus to? This is the staying awake and not. Sweet. So the endurance bonus is a plus four, right? Correct. Cool. Okay. Uh... Uh, technically, sorry, these aren't fortitude saves. The constitution checks at a plus eight bonus. Okay. For endurance. All right. So sixteen plus eight plus eight thirty-two on the first one. Yep. And 32 on the second one. Okay, so you've been slugging along from your point of view for about four or five days now. You're yep. tired, but yep. you're not about to collapse. You haven't yep. slept yet, but yep. you're, you're pretty hard, man. Yep. Kaelon is, in fact, capable of doing a force march for four or five days without sleep and just kind of sucking that up. Um, and you come to... Can I have a look at your green belt map? It tells me where the uniform hex is. Yep, it's A6. That's forested terrain. Um... You find yourself crossing the rivers with ease. They appear to be frozen solidly over. Sweet. You have no... And, and the ice looks thick. Thick. Yeah. You have no compunctions about walking over it in full play. Um, you get to this forested area, head around to where you think you should find the unicorn. Can you give me another survival check? <laughs> if you had enough knowledge of the planes, you could get a bonus to this. Yeah. Um, if, if you're receiving a nature synergy, well, incidentally, you don't get it. Yeah, no, no, I'm on the wrong. I don't have enough nature to get a synergy bonus, but that is a 14. Okay, so you think you were heading to more or less geographically yep. right area, and indeed, as you get to around the glade where you found the unicorn, um, you see what look like bl- very black splatters of blood around the place. Yeah. Um, like something bleeding has gone running through here. Yeah. This should have occurred some considerable time ago, but yeah. the blood appears to be as non-fresh as it's getting. Yeah. And you follow this through. Yes. Unicorns, unicorns. Seen a unicorn song. 
we're stuck in the first world where everything is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you pretty much just going to try and follow this loose trail to around? There's, there's nothing to see. Yeah, yeah, that, that is exact, exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, can you make me a will save? Uh, twelve. Okay. You walk forward, and as far as you can tell, black out. Yeah. And when you wake up, you appear to be lying in the forest in Thornwatch, birds twittering around you. There is a grave, you know, 200 metres up ahead of you where you buried the unicorn. So when you say in Thornwatch, Thornwatch is the village. Do you no, mean sorry, in Stagthorn, in, in, in the kingdom. In Stagthorn, there's. The as bridge. far as you can tell, you are in that hex in Stagthorn. Okay, Kalen's going to spend some time trying to establish if he is in fact in the real world. You know, poking trees, yep. looking at the sun. Things do what you expect them to do. All right. Okay, and then, sweet. Um, he is going to let's see. Yeah, he is actually not very far from El. He is only a, about a couple of days' walk from Elcrest at this point. Yep. He is going to head straight across. The next hex over is Lady Nanae's hex. He is going to head straight over the forest to Lady Nanae's hex. Yep. And you can see her her villa still yep. appears to be here, not on fire, etc., etc. Yep. Because it's the um, the one I'm heading for is the tassel worm. Yeah. It doesn't place. look withered and worn by time and things. Exactly. So Caitlin will in fact knock on the door. Um. And her butler, of course, opens it. Yeah. Um, looks at you, goggles slightly, um, and then, Your Majesty, how may I assist you? How long have you been back? Uh, about now. Um, can I um have a borrow of some kind of messengers? I need to send word that I'm back and um. Possibly, if I could impose on the ladies of hospitality a few hours kip, after that a few hours kip would be very welcome. Uh, please, come this way. Lady Nanae Lady has returned to Brevoy, but I'm sure she would wish me to extend you all hospitality. Uh, please come inside, and he will make messengers and all that sort of thing available yeah. to you. And um, Kellen will endeavour to find out in a not particularly, you know, weird way, uh, how long's it been? Yeah, this is common knowledge to him. Um, that, um, the king went missing a month ago. Crap. <laughs> I was afraid of that. Um, King Tristan of Stagthorn is currently ruling in his, in, in Kaelin's absence. Yeah. Um, and that is pretty much what he knows. Yeah. Um, and... This is this this can now be wrapped up relatively simply. Yeah. Um, he sends messengers off. When you wake up, um, most of your council is here at yeah. the villa. They have come to see you. Yeah. Um, and Tristan sort of says to you, "Oh, thank, thank." And, and no, he wouldn't say thank the gods because he's a religious. Yeah. Um, Tristan Tristan says when you wake up, you hear Tristan's voice saying, "Ha." Huh, I told you, first world shift. He'll have lost some time, and maybe dealt with some very strange things. But but otherwise, he should largely be the Kalen we remember. 
I'll be the judge of that, says Michaela. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm still me. Just a bit sleep deprived. I didn't want to go to sleep over there. Except in this one little village place where they had, um, where there were little owlberry things and tiny gnomes. They seemed nice enough. Hello, folks. Sorry to worry, everybody. And Galen sort of staggers out into the room. And Bryn almost immediately spear tackles yep. him and sort of hugs around you. It's alright, lass. I'm okay. I'm okay. Disappeared. Flew off in the wind with the flowers. Saw you go. They're called dandifleurs, apparently. Ah, uh, yes. We, we concluded that after the fact. They, they have the rather unique ability to lighten one's body and then one's spirit to, if you get carried away by them, to actually move you from this plane to the first world. Aye, I, um, so I found out. I, I take it you found your way back again. It must have been fascinating. What a remarkable experience. You know, he starts rabbiting slightly in corn. Well, at least the kingdom isn't quite on fire yet, last. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I was hoping it wouldn't be, I could turn up and find it's been a hundred years or whatever, but, um, even a, even a month can't have been easy for you folks, how's everyone been managing? Kid, I promise I'll tell you every, I, I, I kept, I kept little mental notes, because I knew, knew you wanted to know, I missed you, I would have been very glad to have you along with me, I'll tell you all about it, but first let me know what's been happening while I've been gone. Alright, and then we'll cut back to your kingdom turn to see what happens. Yep, it's gonna be ugly. Um, so, from their point of view, because I'll, I'll update you as they do. Yep. Um, Bryn basically came back as fast as she could and told them what had happened. Yep. They've sent out her and a bunch of hunters and trackers and spies and everything else yep. to try and find if you have shown up anywhere, which obviously you haven't. Um, yeah. Did Kristen, someone recover my horse? Please tell me someone recovered. Someone has indeed recovered your horse. Yes. Um, Tristan will tell you that um, he's more or less drawn the correct conclusion that you've yep. it off to the first world. None of them have yet assumed you are dead, although that rumour is circulating in the populace. Yeah. Um, you you have been gone a month and missed an entire kingdom turn, which yep. we're now going to play out absent of Caitlin. Yep. Um, however, you did actually officially nominate an heir in the event of your death. Yes. So the kingdom still has a king. It's Tristan. Oh, sweet. Um... So we will effectively play through a kingdom turn. Your king value will actually change. Yeah. Because Tristan is now the king. Which or means, has been. And I'll lose the effect of the magister. And you effectively turn. don't have a magister. Yeah. Because they haven't filled in the yeah, role yeah. with anyone. Um, so this may not even change um, your bonus. You're free to get out your kingdom. Um, yeah, I'll pieces. just look up my stat sheet. Um, move this stuff over a bit. Um, here we go. Kalen supplies a plus two bonus to, um, okay. so like economy. Uh, Tristan is supplying the same bonus in a completely different way. Okay, cool. So, so um, I suffer a minus four penalty to my economy this turn because he's not doing his magister thing. Correct. Which is uh, a nasty penalty to my economy, but it could be worse. Yes, however, the, the thing for a vacancy penalty, if without a ruler, you cannot do anything. Yep. And your unrest increases by four. Yep, sweet. So, so because you have named an heir, he immediately steps in, on yep. the presumption that you're dead. Yep. 
or at least um, I mean, I mean the on the presumption that I'm unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see how they got on. Yes. So roll for upkeep. All right. So um, what I'm actually going to do is finish taking the notes on oh, Verast okay. because you know. I got abducted for the day. Let's say it was halfway through the month, like the 15th yep. sort of thing. Yeah, that's where... Uh, and Bryn will report that they appear to have solved that problem. They have killed the swarm. Yeah. Um, her hearing came back after a day. Yeah. On its own. Um, and there doesn't don't appear to have been any further deaths out there. Yeah. Okay, phase shift abilities. Plane shift people for the first one. Okay, so, um... in first world. Okay. Alright, so the month of Gosrun. Yep. Kingdom turn time. Check stability. Yep. It looks bad people for being a little upset about the whole ending misplaced the king thing. <laughs> Alright. Okay, here we go. So we start off the turn with 15 build points and 3 unrest. Let's see how we manage. I don't suffer a penalty stability economy. Okay, and um, I... 3 plus 16. We make the stability check and the unrest actually goes down to 2. Yep. You know, it's troubling that the king is missing, but on the other hand, the, the flower problem is sorted out, so the farmers that were really upset about that feel a bit better because people believe them and also the flower thingies are dead. Uh, I believe, um... You have actually... Yeah, you have successfully killed the monster, albeit with um, some difficulties. Uh, you can knock your unrest down by another one for, oh. for resolving the previous event style of thing. Cool. All right, so... Um, my it went up by two, and then you yep. regained a point of that from yep. successfully killing the monster. Which, which effectively means that the farmers that were unhappy about the flowers now no longer are, and yep. I've still just got the point of unrest, which is actually a Gregory point. Um Pay consumption is your next one. Uh, yes. Assuming you've done your stability check, haven't you? You've yep. just done rest by one, pay consumption. Yep. So um, I lose four consumption because my consumption is now lower. Yep. Yep. Because ah, you've got your farm, yes. Yep. Uh, fill vacant magic item slots. Yep, we're getting a new magic item. I'm sure that's everyone's big priority with Tailwell the Kingdom. What magic item do we get? Uh, it is a potion of hide from animals. Awesome. You know, that might actually not be entirely useless. <laughs> uh, you've, you've used Hide from Undead. It's effectively yeah. exactly the same spell. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking if you ran across some really big, fierce critter. Yeah. But I'm not... I can't say I'm desperately interested. Does anyone else feel enthusiastic about uh, it? Yeah, Bryn will buy that in a heartbeat. Sweet. Okay, then we. Then I won't sell it. Actually, would she? She can already hide from animals. Yeah, though. yeah. No, no, she would buy that. Yep. Um, Anyway, um, uh, modify unrest, use the boil enforcer, um, okay, uh, uh, just checking at what point this happens, um, 
you are effectively going to gain unrest for reassigning your leadership. Yeah. Because you have reassigned the king. Yeah. Um, yes, but it's it's a small price to pay to have a king in the king's law. Yeah. But yes, I certainly don't think it's unreasonable to gain a point of unrest for losing the king. Yes, I believe that happens as they come up. So at this point, you gain another point of unrest yeah. for changing your leadership round. Yeah. Um, and... And I suspect next month I'll yeah, get another, another point, point of unrest, unrest because you'll be shifting people around again. Yeah. And people will start bitching that Tristan was a better king. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you just stay in the first world? Yeah. Um, claim and abandon hexes, build terrain, create and approach elements. Alrighty. Okay, what does Tristan want to do with the day? Well, Tristan quite certainly... Let's build a back at the academy. No, i um, um, you, you can assume that whatever it is that Tristan wants, cooler heads have eventually prevailed, so yeah. he hasn't just spent all your money on libraries and shit. On the other hand, it is Tristram. Um, so what I'm going to do is what I think Tristram would do calibrated for Kingdom Effects, because Kalon was going to start the army, but that doesn't really seem very Tristram-y. Yep. So, Thornwatch, Thornwatch does not have a library. Thornwatch could have a library. We haven't built anything in Thornwatch in a county age. Libraries aren't that expensive. Tristram is going to build Thornwatch a library. It is, um... It, it, like, it, as opposed to... El- he was going to build Elfrest in an academy, but there was a conversation with Colin which includes the phrase, yeah. not... It, 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 Don't make me hit you with my death touch. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, boy, do we not have the money. <laughs> Let me just check that out. Yeah, 52 build points. Yep. So, he was talked down to a library and then he decided to build one in Thornwatch on the basis that it's a travesty that they don't have one already. So, um, that is minus 6 build points for a library. It's also, I I really did intend to build more buildings in Thornwatch at some point and this is a good choice. So, Thornwatch gets a library. Um, I mean, I'm not going to build that many high-end ones in it, but this isn't particularly unreasonable, so... I will, in fact, put it in the same hex as Oleg's. Sweet Lana and like a library. Uh, do you have library... Uh, yeah, I built one already. I bought yep. one in Elk's Rest. Yep, Tristram would totally have built one in Elk's Rest, except you already talked yeah, me into yeah. doing that. Yes, there's no, no. He, he's not really full enough that you need lots and lots and lots of libraries. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, well, I think at this point he, wa- he wants to build an academy in. Voice of the editor here. The last two minutes or so of this recording got clipped off. All you've missed is the end of the kingdom turn. Nothing of any particular interest. On with the next episode.